<laughs> wow. Wow. We're not even started the podcast yet. But with that, let's do it. Let's get it started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 47, I'm told, of the Life Short Live Free podcast. A um, little bit of a different podcast here today. We actually got a guest in studio. We got my uh, we got the usual crew, myself, your host, Sam. We also got uh, Box over there and Johnson. The usual, and then uh, we got a friend of the show. We've known Mike for uh, we've known Mike quite a while, actually. Um, but he mm-hmm. was out at uh, he was out at the um, what was it? Our little hangout, hangout uh, yeah. life short, live free hangout, and was telling us some of uh, some of his stories. And uh, Mike's a mortician, so he had some uh, he had some interesting interesting stories. So we thought it'd be uh, be fun. He's also a, a veteran. So we thought yeah. it'd be nice to have him on the podcast and hear some of his stories and uh should be fun. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Thanks for, for having here. me. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I'm glad to have you. I think it's going to be a good time. So um, with that, it is uh, January. Is it the 2nd? Yes. It's January 2nd. Johnson is still hungover. Um, I, think, yep. <laughs> I think the rest <laughs> of us are pretty good. You guys have a good New Year's? Yeah. 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 It was fun. Yeah. Pretty low key with some close friends and. Good. Hey, Good. Sam. Yeah. You forgot the rest of the introduction again. Uh, what? What's uh, <laughs> sponsored by? We got to. Well, I just didn't get to that part. We got we to gotta oh, do it. Okay. We got to remind. We do have to remind him. Because like, if I have do to. Do we go need on, cue cards up uh, here? Right. Because like. Sponsorship. Uh, when I got to. When I got to put <laughs> in. That would actually be great. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, we work? Tel- Speaking we of which. Teleprompter back here behind me. Right. You know, for Sam. Just a fucking hey, we need to get a producer that handles all that shit. And then they could just like if I gotta remember something, they could just like shoot me with a nerf gun. Oh yeah, okay. By the way. Uh, Sponsor, yeah. Uh yeah, and before I forget those uh, are our sponsor darts. We are sponsored by (laughs) ballistic imagery. Uh check him out for all your uh photography and videography needs at ballisticimagery.com as well as on Facebook and um uh, Instagram and the, yeah box you also have a uh, coupon code for what is it 10% off I do the, uh, uh that coupon code will now be LSLF2021 I'm going to have to go home and change that I'm going to have to update it yeah that will get you 10% off all the prints on his website. He's got some badass prints, uh, guns, cars. Um, they're either on just, is it canvas prints? Nope. Or there's, metal. There's uh, aluminum prints and there's, uh, yeah, there is canvas, I guess. I don't, I don't oh. know why I said no, yes. Aluminum and canvas, yes. Yeah. All right. And uh, also is sponsored by Shywork Cerakote for all your uh, Cerakote certified needs. Look us up. We also are in cahoots with ballistic imagery. So if we do a gun for you and you want one of those badass aluminum prints or uh, or just a, a normal photo- photograph, photograph. What was I going to say? <laughs> I, or, don't, I was going to say I was going to say photography, but photograph. So <laughs> photograph. If you, if you want any photographs <laughs> of your your badass guns. <laughs> <laughs> I promise he does Cerakote better than he speaks. <laughs> I, I definitely do. But anyways, if you want, if you have one of uh, one of your guns done by us, we also got a special deal with Ballistic Imagery. We can get your uh, your gun photographed for you, and uh, either print it on a, a normal photograph or uh, uh, one of those badass aluminum prints. So, mm-hmm. so back to what I was saying before you guys reminded me. Um, Box, how was your uh, how was your New Year's Eve? <laughs> Mine was fine. What'd you do? I, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he's being very he's being he's, very he's, secretive. He's pretty been pretty secretive about you know a couple of nights that he was kind of radio silent. And, you you know, think I don't think those are relevant. You think he went to a, like a, a Furby New Year's Eve or <laughs> something like that? Is that does he have a tail on right now? 
He's got one of those butt plugs that's also a foxtail. <laughs> Shut up, Johnson. Uh, Nobody's supposed to know about that. Speaking of which, I have a story about that kind of. So oh, rem- remind, I'm not going to tell it on wow. the podcast, but oh, tell. Uh, remind why not? Me, remind what me, the hell? <laughs> remind me after the, the podcast. I'll, I'll tell you guys about it. You um, know, that's what kind of image that's going to put in people's mind. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't bother me none. Miles is going to be blowing up your inbox and be like, I need to know. Which one are you using? <laughs> um, Do you have any links? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mine, uh, thanks for asking, by the way. My my New Year's Eve was uh, was uh, pretty low-key. It was nice. I went down and had a, some ribeye steak down on Anthem. It's Fireside. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was good. It was good. Um, the ambiance—they uh, redid the whole thing, so it's it's a nice place in there. I thought the food was, the food was pretty good. Um, the steak was actually the steak was really delicious. They're known for their prime rib, of course. Mm-hmm. I didn't. They had a special for New York strips, otherwise I would have got the prime rib. But um, it was it was pretty good. I got I got no complaints. So we uh, did that and then went to her uh, the girlfriend's brother's house till. Oh, I don't know, one thirty or so, and went home, and that was uh, that was about the extent of it. So, yeah, no, no crazy out, ragers or anything. You were out later than me. I was in bed by ten o'clock on New Year's Eve. You didn't even night. make it till midnight, no, you old bastard. No, well, I knew we had people coming over uh, Friday night, so I didn't want to stay up super late. Thursday so it night, sounds like. Can you guys hear this? It sounds like Johnson is almost like yeah. he's sick, but he's just tired. No, we were, yeah, I was up till, I think I went to bed at like four o'clock this morning, <laughs> got up at 7.30. You know your old ass a, can't do that anymore. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm, he's I'm finding slow, that out. I'm slowly learning that that is not a thing that I can do anymore. <laughs> right. How old are you? Did 30. You, yeah. You're, yeah. One, dude, oh, once you hit 30. Kid. Once you hit 30, I don't know what it is, but there's like a biological switch in your body. You hit 30 and it's like hangovers the hangovers are way day. worse. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I rem- I'm like, uh, I miss the days where it was like you could get just thrashed, hungover, and it's like by noon you eat some greasy ass lunch and you're like, yeah, I'm good to go. Let's party again. It's yeah. like now it's like I got to have three days to fully, you know, get right. set back up to where I'm prepared mentally to do that it's, again. It's like three o'clock <laughs> yeah. the next day rolls around and I'm like, I'm just Jones. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to go have another one. And <laughs> I'll feel a little bit, just have one just to make yourself feel better. Yeah. And then you, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. So I don't know how the whiskey of the week's going to do for me this week. It's either going to be really good or really bad. Well, speaking of that, why don't we dive into the whiskey of the week right now? And, uh, whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Of the week, box is providing this week's. Uh, what do you got today? This box? is this is Cedar Ridge. This this is hopefully going to be a contender for the podium. It's been a while since we've had any had any uh, contenders. So it really has, yeah. This is actually the distillery that makes the Slipknot Number Nine too. So oh, yeah. I have pretty high hopes for this. Is that the same bottle? Probably, but it's the same bottle. No, it's not. No, different. Oh, I think it's the same bottle. Oh, no, it's not. It's got a different bottom on it. Get that. Su- but, oh, oh, come oh, on, Box. You know, you know the rules. Do it a little closer. Well, you got to get it at the mic. It's been so long. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> so, this is what I see it says like 43% on there, which is Mike. an odd, which is an odd it number. Is. A lot are a little mic shaking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Anyways, like I said, 43%. What else is, what is this exactly? A bourbon or a... Yes, this is an Iowa Iowa corn bourbon. It is crafted of 74% family farmed corn and fermented and distilled off grain. 
A clean, approachable sipping whiskey. Where's Made? Where's, where's uh, the distillery at? Swisher, Iowa. Where's Swisher at? I'm not sure. But this is actually the top-selling whiskey in, in Iowa right now. Seriously? I've yeah. never heard of it. And it was kind of spendy, so it better be fucking delicious. Jesus Christ. Every time this guy. <laughs> this is going to be the <laughs> Every time this guy. Uh, I guess he's going to drink it the rest of the episode. We'll let it slide. You want the, you want the court? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Smooth. No. Well, Hopefully the whiskey is, because I ain't. Uh, yeah, this is uh, a bourbon whiskey, 43%. Aged a minimum of twelve or three years. What was the What was the? Text? I was trying to think on that on the ten high. Uh, <laughs> we got three, a three or uh, three or less years. Three or, three or more. No, it was something. It was stupid. some weird <laughs> stupid shit. Yeah, never didn't gonna it, that it out. didn't make any sense. It was like well, <laughs> so this smells because like it was whiskey. like a blended deal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like they just went to the liquor store and bought a bunch of shit and threw it together. Yeah. And it <laughs> <laughs> they bought ten different whiskeys. So we bought all the high. we bought all the little remaining drippings from a bunch of different barrels from different places <laughs> imported in our bottles. And mm, there you go. It's got a nice nose to it. It does. It smells actually. It's got a little spice on the nose too. It's delightful. A little bit. It's got a nice flavor. I think it would be. Excellent with ice. Wow. Actually, I got ice Ooh, over that's there, smooth, box. Yeah. If you want some, go grab it. Well, I only wanted ice, so we <clears throat> continue sipping it. Yeah. Uh, that's good. It is. Uh, I'm going to say a 1 to 13, maybe a 9, 10. God, your fucking ratings. 9 or a 10. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's smooth. It is smooth. What it you, is really smooth. Are it's you a whiskey guy, Mike? I'm um, not a connoisseur, but I've had a few in my Well, day. neither are we. We, we, don't, we, don't know, <laughs> right. we don't know jack shit. We just like drinking whiskey. Yeah. Our, our rating scale is, can we get drunk off this? <laughs> yep, it passes. Yeah, I think it'll pass that for sure. <laughs> right. It's good. Every single one has passed so far. It's crazy. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> except maybe a couple of them. That uh, fucking mango habanero. Yeah, yeah f- that high. shit. That didn't pass. I don't know. The, uh, the only thing to me is this flavor is really, it's like, it's a really mellow flavor. It doesn't have a ton of flavor to it, right? But it's smooth. Yeah, but I don't really want a lot of flavor. Right. It's got just the right amount. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah. I, but how different is it from? Like I don't know, I'd have to compare <laughs> we were, it. We were complaining that the lead slingers last week didn't have much, or last two weeks didn't have much flavor. That was super bland to me. That was really plain. I was really surprised. I so, thought, Mike, what do you rate it? Uh, haven't not tested any, well, I've had a couple of those, but, um, I'm going to give it a, or is it out of 13 or 10? It's, it's out it's of whatever, whatever you, you want, want it to be. It's make up a number. And- <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight and a half or nine. I okay. like it. Yeah. Out of 10 or 13? 12 and a half. Okay. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Baker's Fair enough. dozen. Vox, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I might give it a nine out of 10. Yeah. It's, I like it. Nine out of 10, huh? Yeah. Do you think it's challenges for the podium? Well, I don't like Pendleton at all, so yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. One of these, we'll have to get together one of these days. We don't need to do it on this podcast, obviously, since we have a guest. But one of these days, we'll we'll get together and... and oh, sure. Leave me out. That was one of the stipulations. <laughs> yeah. You're actually going to have to drink and try one all these tonight. To every single one. Put a cot up in here. Yep. <laughs> right. Especially the uh, mango habanero. Yeah. Oh, do you have some around? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm not going to drink uh, do that you like? Do you like spicy stuff? Yeah, but I don't know. It, it scares me in a whiskey. I think it's it's, it's just like experience. a harsh whiskey. 
It's an experience. Is there not much mango to it? No. It's no. It, I don't know. When we well, depends. Like when you drink it straight, there's not a lot of mango to it. But when we mixed it, well, we made Bloody Marys with it, and it was not good. Ooh. But it it really brought out the mango. Yeah, it was when, a lot fruitier when it was mixed. Yeah. Which okay. is probably the intention with some shit like mango habanero well, whiskey. Yeah, and I feel like flavored stuff like that. A lot of times they expect you yeah. to to mix. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. No, definitely. We made Toad drink it last time he was on here. Uh, he, he he about ralphed. Yeah, <laughs> which is his usual response to most of the any whiskey, pretty that, much anything yeah. other than what he brings. Yeah, Johnson, what's your rating? Um, out of fifty six pounds in a bushel of corn. I would give it 53 and a half pounds. <laughs> that's pretty damn good. So that's that's like, yeah, that's pretty high. Like out of 10, that's that's like yeah. way up in that's the That's like nines. a 9.7, yeah. Sure. I don't know. I don't math good, but that well. sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's, uh, I think this is definitely a contention box. We'll have to. Uh, I would I would definitely say it, at minimum it knocks off Pendleton. You think? Yeah. We'll have to try him head to head. To head to oh, head. we still got the seventeen ninety two up top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, good stuff. If you if you're in the market in Iowa for a, a decent, uh, nice sipping uh, whiskey, uh, Cedar Ridge is a pretty good option. Yeah, I, I feel like we're never going to come back to this. I, we have I, a tendency to do that. Where we're like, <laughs> we're going to do okay, this. Okay, then, then the, the, the only way that we do is if we do it immediately after the podcast here. Oh boy! <laughs> but then the listeners don't know what we're doing. Well, yeah, Next but time. if we do it live, then it's going to be a... How about we uh, continue sipping our whiskeys, finish our what we have here, and we move on with the podcast. Then when we're done, we can try yeah. Pendleton and we can kind of revisit it. Oh, shit. Whatever. Okay. What's Pendleton? Three? Yeah. yeah. What's two? Maker's, Maker's Mark. Mark. All I right. I, think it, I definitely think it knocks off Pendleton, but I don't know. It's going to be a tough match with Maker's Mark, I think. All right, we'll, tr- we'll we'll try that. So, speaking of uh, in the in the interest of moving on um, with with the podcast, well, I mentioned we have our, our buddy Mike here. Um, Mike, you've known Johnson quite a while. Uh, um, how, uh, several tw- years, 2017, 2018. Okay, well, I guess about the same. Yeah, 20- I was going to say, I, I think I met him first, but you weren't far behind. Right. Yeah, yeah I guess I've known because I was kind of working in the area at that time, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2018, I think. And beginning in 2018. I'd run into you at the gun shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Small Town Sports yep. Center, sure. Yep. Sure. So, yeah, we've known him for a few years, a friend of the show. He was at the at the hangout, and like I said, uh, he's a veteran and, more, and a mortician, so we kind of wanted to bring him on, and and uh, he can share some of his stories. Um, I, think, I think the first thing most people probably ask you um, when they're speaking to you about this sort of thing is like, how, how do you, I mean, how do you get into this line of work? Okay. So, uh, kind of through the military is actually how I got into it. Um, uh, joined the army and, uh, there wasn't anything medical per se there. And that's kind of what I was leaning toward. And, uh, the, the recruiter, of course, wanting to get me in, you know, was telling me a bunch of other lies and things like that. But, uh, he so, said, "Hey, go ahead." Was this after? Did you join the the military after college? Did you go to college in but in the middle of college? I uh, uh, long story short, and I'll keep some of the details out of that. But um, started college, did really well, transferred to University of Kansas, and acted like a freshman. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, instead of graduating and going on 
to bigger and better things, I found myself looking for uh, some discipline. So I ran into a recruiter. Um, he had a couple options, and uh, th- those were uh, not valid because I, I had enough hours, but I didn't have an actual degree. Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, well, we got this mortuary affairs thing. And um, since Vietnam, they, they got rid of a lot of them because they didn't need them. And this was right after Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. You know, so in between Desert Storm and Desert Shield. And so they were ramping those numbers back up and the you know, points were low. And I figured if I'm going to do something medical down the road, I'll have to deal with that portion of it. So I uh, I joined as a mortuary affairs specialist. And that's kind of how that started and um, worked in a morgue doing autopsies in El Paso at Fort Bliss. And uh, uh, was that now was that just military People that were military, I guess, what do you call them? Cadavers? Well, yeah, decedents or, yeah, you know. um, So most of them were elderly that retired in El Paso, so there wasn't a need for uh, an autopsy there. But, um, you know, you'd have accidents or suicides or things like that. And so then I um, was doing autopsies and helping the the guy that did those, perform those. And then, of course, your pathologist, the actual doctor would come in to watch those and and oversee them, but you didn't have to have that specialty to do the actual mm-hmm. work, the hands for, work for, yeah. yeah, for, to keep it, you know, kind of easy. But, um, so I did that for a while. I was lucky enough to go to Cuba for six months and work at the Naval hospital at Getmo. And then that's oh, where shit. I first saw some embalmings cause we had to prepare them to come back. Um, the army doesn't have licensed embalmers, but the Navy does. And I believe the air force, but your Marines and army just have the, the mortuary affairs, which that's what I was in, you know, did uh fingerprint dental processing their, uh, personal effects, things like that. So, um, so that, that was my first introduction to embalming. Then when I got back to Texas, um, the, my new chain of command didn't really see the need to have me working at the hospital. So they stuck me in a tool truck in the motor pool and, and if you know me, I'm not very mechanic. I didn't know, you know, the tools like mm-hmm. I should. So yeah. anyway, when it came to a re-enlist, I got out and um, went back to Hastings, Nebraska, where I started school and finished. And then I was working part-time at a funeral home as an intern and then decided to go on from there. So <laughs> say, say a person was, if if that's what they they knew that they wanted to do that out of high school, what do you have to go? Do you have to be... Do you have to have a degree? Do you have to get trained and stuff before you start in a mortuary or? Um, you, you will take uh, electives and um, general gen ed, you know, sure. speech and things like that and um, get your background as far as uh, the states differ as far as licensing. Mm-hmm. But generally it's chemistry, microbiology. So you will get that out of the way and then or you can go straight from high school to a mortuary school and mm-hmm. do it in about two years. Really? Yeah. Is there a lot of that? Like, I mean, is there very many young people in this, in that profession? Is there very many going into it? I haven't kept my thumb on that, but it seems like it's getting less and less. It's harder and harder to find them. I know I went to Kansas city, uh, Kansas community college. Mm -hmm. And it, I've heard recently they haven't been turning out very many students and I don't know if lack of enrollment or they just aren't passing the national board or what, what have you. Hmm. Well, I think I think probably a lot of that to do is I mean it's just hard to find good good help in any 
field these days. Right. Um, let alone a field like that where, I mean, it takes a special person to be able to, to do something like that. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with that. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think just culture and society is changing and uh, generationally they're not looking to right. put that much commitment into it. I mean, it, like I said, it's a two-year program. I mean, it's not terribly, right? you right. know, but it's just tough to find people that want to do that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the and the time commitment and the hour, you know, the, you know, being on call and things like that. I just don't think they want to do it. They want a nine to five weekends off. Right. So get, you're get paid, you know, six figures. It's like, it's not going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So you are on call. I mean, what is, what does your probably, work schedule look like? Uh, probably, probably a third of, third of my nights I'm on call. Okay. Roughly. Um, so, I mean, you know, that that takes away. I mean, you're committed. You can't go do anything. Yeah, you can't just take off the out minute, of town or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't so, have any drinks. Nope, nope. So how many of those, like, say you're on call a third of those nights, how many How many, or do you actually get called to, you suppose? It really depends, you know, and it, it goes in, in cycles, you know. Um, this year's been very busy all over. All the funeral directors I know, you know, from Omaha to Kansas City to, you know, Des Moines, Central Nebraska mm-hmm. have had a big year, and I just think that's numbers catching up. It's not necessarily COVID, although that's added yeah. some to it. And uh, you know, some nights I don't get anything, and then like last night I got probably three hours of sleep. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I got two or three during the night. Yeah, those so suck. yeah, do you, do but you, you have like a the, do you have like a pager or something or just your phone? Just my phone. Yep, and then someone will take the. Um, you know, I don't personally take the f- initial contact phone call. Somebody I work with has the phones and they'll call me. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between, like, say you get a call. What's the difference between, like, a corner and what you do? What co- exactly does a corner do? Um, corner is going to um, determine the cause of death. Um if it's an unintended death at home that wasn't like hospice, they have to be contacted to confirm cause of death. Okay. You know, if you're um, at home or a, a nursing home or a hospital, then then those people will pronounce or, or determine time of death. And then it goes to the attending physician that they've been seeing to figure out the cause of death. So if, if it's an obvious cause of death or something, you know, an old person or something like that, that's do you, you go to the scene and actually gather the person or how, what is that? Yes. Entail? If it's a, uh, you know, home, nursing home, hospital. Okay. Those are typically, you know, um, in Nebraska, you have more where you go to the actual scene if it's an accident or things like that. But, um, in this area, they'll generally be transported by EMS or, mm-hmm. or someone else. So I won't necessarily have that initial contact. Right. It'll be more like once they've been released, then I take them into my care. and Right. Right. Um, was it something like, I mean, the first time like I saw a deceased person, like it, it's, it's kind of a shock to, for whatever reason. And I don't know really why that is like for humans to see another deceased person. It's just like a weird, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a very strange feeling. Like, and the first time I, you know, sick to your stomach, that's typical and all that stuff. Well, but did it, you deal with all of it? 
I think it I think it really depends on the scenario too, because like right. being an EMT or a firefighter and you've never seen somebody deceased before and it's somebody you don't know and it's like a bad accident, you know? Or right. if it's somebody you do know and it's a bad accident, or if it's, you know, right. just somebody who's somebody you know who has passed away or you know i think it's very situational on how somebody's gonna you know yeah. be able to handle that situation because there's a varying you know a oh, wide absolutely. variety of degrees of how good or bad that situation could be for a first time uh, you know the first time seeing someone who's deceased i think right right yeah i get that question a lot like uh how do you do it? I mean, I don't know if I could do that. I just, oh, I couldn't do that. And I say, well, you don't know until you're put in that situation because right. I remember riding the bus from, uh, you know, I'd done basic training and then I was at mortuary school in the army, mm-hmm. riding the bus to the morgue for the first time. I was a little nervous, you yeah. know, I, you know, and I think part of it is the first time you see, you know, the first time you see any particular um, procedure done, whether it be embalming or in a, autopsy suite or you know it's it's gonna if you're normal human being it's gonna be awkward and and different and strange and it takes time to 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 get used to that and um you know there's times that i i'll be doing my work in the back room and and uh and not that i'm disrespectful but at some point i disconnect from that's a person you Mm -hmm. know absolutely you have to yeah and so uh at this, you know, I, I think it is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I, I've gotten out for a couple of years and came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of one of those, not to be touche about it, but it's, it's one of those things I do because I can. Yeah. And I, I feel I do it well. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's, uh yeah, the first time you are introduced to any procedure that's, you know, invasive or like that with the human body, I think it's just natural to. And you like, experienced that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, time. I was, yeah. Yeah. I might come across like, hey, I can do that, you know, now. But, right. I mean, this is 20, you know, 23 years ago. And sure. in 93 is when I started doing that. Right. So there's that side of it, the squeamish, the squeamish. Oh, and, you know, there's, yeah, it, I mean, I still get, you know, I've, I've, I always think uh, and say, I have seen it, do, seen it all, done it all. But, I mean, every now and then you get something, you're just like, whew. Yeah. You know, before we dive into that, there, like I said, there's a shitty squeamish side of it, but there's also the, would you say there's a rewarding side to it as well too? Because obviously, you know, you deal with the families, you know, what, what's like the most rewarding part of it? Just when, just when the whole logistics of a service or whatever they choose to do goes smoothly and they didn't have to do any, you know, you took that burden off them. And of course it, it, since a lot of them, it's the first time they've been through it, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so they try to take a lot of that on themselves and, and just being able to make that smoother and easier. And obviously, you know, making a good uh, mental picture for them to, to have, you know, you know, making that loved one look as, as good as you can. Right. The circumstances given. And, you know, sometimes you can, you know, bust, bust your butt getting that done and uh, you think you did well and they're not happy. But most of the time, you know, if you do due diligence and and uh, take your time and and you can make them look good. So, and I and I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form, but obviously a lot of a lot of what that entails is is like makeup and stuff. So, like, I mean, I mean your cosmetics. Could you, can you do like makeup on a yeah. on a on a chick and just nail it? 
<laughs> I'm, t- I'm saying like a live, like a live chick. You know? uh, I, I don't know that I've ever tried. I, my daughter used to enjoy the fact that I could paint her nails. Sure. Yeah. You know, she thought that was cool when she was younger. I mean, not so much now, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then that's the other thing people don't realize when you sit down and meet with them. They're like, well, who does the makeup? I'm like, I do. I mean, that's, that's part of it. And they don't realize that, that that is your education is to, you learn how to do all that. About the only thing I don't do is, you know, like hairdos, like women's hair. Um, we'll have a hairdresser come in and do that. I suppose that's kind of tricky. I mean, yeah, because I really have no. Well, that and like even for a normal hairdresser, I mean, they're yeah. used to somebody sitting like this when they're laying down. That's yeah. a whole nother, yeah. being a whole nother. Is that is that something that's hard to? I mean, do you guys have like a normal? You know, do you have normal contacts that you usually use? Or yeah, kind of just like usually a funeral home will, home will have a couple. Okay, gals or you know they're generally yeah. women that that are hairdressers that and then. Also, you'll have families that say, hey, so-and-so did her hair. Can she come? And I said, if she's up yeah. up to it, then sure. Right. We Obviously, she knows how to do their hair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be kind of a hard thing, too. Like being, you know, if you've been, you know, the hairdresser for this lady for, you know, 15 years or whatever, and then you got to go do her hair for a funeral, that seems like that'd be kind of a... Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think that's a that real also personal situation kind of leads know? me back and makes me think, uh, cause the, sometimes it seems like the younger hairdressers might, that are ones that haven't dealt with it. Yeah. The ones that have done it for years, it's no big deal. And I yep. think that goes back to what I was saying that you just kind of, you either can get used to it or you can't, but I think a lot of people just push it off like, Oh, that that's not for me. There's no way right. I could do that. But well, I think that's just, uh, society's shift as a whole is like, eh, we're just going to pretend that doesn't exist anymore. Right. You and know? so I, I think, and I think that's a, that's a big thing. And with I think what that's saying with numbers, driven cremation numbers way up too. is. Yeah. We're, we're leaning toward just the quick, easy fix. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the painless, you know, the less pain, the better. And I think sometimes that's good, but I think it also. Right. Slows down that grieving process sometimes. Yeah. By not yeah. dealing with the reality of what's happened. Right. Yeah. But, but everyone has their own way to deal with it, and we just try to accommodate, give you all your options, and mm-hmm. uh, not try to lead any way. But if you don't know all the options, then you can't pick what's best for you and your family, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was, like, something that was, I guess, easy for for our family not having to deal with it. it was my dad knew, you know, before he passed away, he said that he wanted to be cremated. So that was like, you know, we didn't have to try and figure out, well, what's the best option to take here? You know, he had he had at least voiced his opinion like, Hey, I want to be cremated, you know? So that was kind of, that made it easier for us too. But that was, you know, something that I guess I didn't, I didn't really think about beforehand was like, you know, if you had to decide, if you had to make that decision for your family member, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's another thing I'm not, not, I'll just put it out there. I'm not trying to get people to go out and do their pre-needs at least write down your, your preferences and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so that kind of helps, you know, and, and nobody really wants to do that. I don't care what age or, you know, um, but just get written down what you'd like. So when it happens, it's not a big burden and people aren't going, what the heck should I do? Right. Yeah. But at our age or any age, you know, I, I've been doing this over 20 years and I don't have in my yeah. head, I've got all the things written down, but it, right. I need to put them on paper. So, yeah, you I know. think that's hard for most people because then it's you're actually mortality. writing it down. You're facing your, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think that was like in my situation, that was like my dad kind of had that, you know, he got 
home from the hospital and was on hospice. So he like had time to like, he's like, I know, you know, he kind of had to face the music. He knew what was coming. So he makes just, it real. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of sat there and, you know, he, the, the last month was pretty rough on him because he just sat there and thought about it all day long. And he was probably you know? a, usually a goer and yeah. doing stuff. And yeah. That's hard to be. Yeah. So that was, you know, but that did at least give him the, you know, kind of the, the mindset to think about all that stuff. Like, how do I want to handle all this? You know? So, so, but you don't really get that option if you have like an accident or something, you know, yeah, somebody's some in a car accident. Tragedy. Or so, yeah. Yeah. That makes it tougher. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, grieving is tough either way, but without the time to say a proper goodbye, it just, right. I think it compounds that grief. Yeah. There's, I think a lot of times, like in situations I've experienced and like, say in the fire department or whatever, you know, there's a, some really shitty call and you know, you've dealt with a lot more of them than I have, I'm sure. But there's always like the silver lining to it is for whatever reason, something clicks in your head and you're just like, wow, I'm life is actually short, you know? And you, I mean, that's part of our model. <laughs> yeah. Life yeah. short, live free. Just made me think about it. Yeah. But like when you actually are faced with the mortality, your own, your own mortality and the, the life is going to, that it's fleeting. There's also something very freeing about that almost like, and when you're, when you realize that and then it finally actually clicks in your head. Cause you can't stop it. Right. It's going to happen. Now, does that, do you, is that something that you get? I mean, do you kind of live by that? Do you realize that more than most people you think, or, or is it just now it's almost a routine that it doesn't affect you that much? It, like could, that? it could be that. I don't think it's really a conscious thought process, but I do know that, I guess I just look at life differently and try to just, you know, live, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a fine line between just being nutty and, you All know, right. cause I mean, but you're right. There's a lot of times I see something, I'm like, Shh, that could have been you. I mean, right. that, that was you at one time, but you know, so you try to be careful too, but at the same time, when it's your time, it's your time. I mm-hmm. mean, I've seen some things I'm just like, why, you know, and there's yeah. no answer and I can't, you know. Yeah. yeah, I can't figure it out. And there's, a, I was recently having a conversation about about that with somebody, like just trying to figure out the why to some instances, and you'll drive yourself nuts because our well, you can go so, down such a rabbit hole, right? You know? See, I've like, I've been fortunate. Uh, I have not had a lot of close loss. I mean, you know, a friend here or two, and and some things, but um, I mean, other than grandparents. I haven't had a lot of that in my life, which is which is strange because a lot of funeral directors I know are in it because at one point in their life they had a significant loss that affected them and they saw maybe how the you know the profession helped them as a as a you know mm-hmm. somebody you know closely yeah. connected to it. But uh, I'm yeah I'm just a different you know it's either you uh, your family owned one. You had some kind of, and I, I did, I do remember going to funerals of, you know, when I was seven or six of, uh, my brother's classmate passed of a liver disease or something when he was very young. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I was uh, exposed to that. And, but I don't think that that's really, mine is more ha- just circumstance and situation. And, right. and I've been put, you know, you know, I, I, I do believe that's my calling. 
you know, without getting too religious or anything like that. Right. But I, I am a believer. But um, I just think that's something I I do because I can, and and uh, everyone's got their you know right different way they got into or why they do it. And yeah. I got a little bit off track there. No, that's all right. Actually, it was something I was debating, debating even asking you. But does this does being in your line of work affect your I mean belief and I mean religious the religious side of things at all I mean the things that you see does that affect I don't know that my job necessarily dictates that I, I already I think it's separate but I also can see when a family's got faith they react and act a little bit differently and uh you know I don't know they're more accepting of it and they know it's not a goodbye forever they're gonna right yeah. Yeah, it's a little easy. I feel like if you got some faith, for, it makes it easier. Yeah, the whether that's process, right or wrong. Yeah, the grieving process is much easier. I think. Yeah, they um, seem much more at ease. Yeah, at yeah. least for, at least for our family, it seemed like it was much easier. No, you know, like because I've been to a few fr- funerals where you know the family wasn't religious in any way. Yeah, you know, and it was just like a well. Sayonara, you know, and yeah. it was just kind of like more gr- was, more grieve ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was a lot different than, you know, because like at any family funerals that I've been at, because all of our family is very religious, you know, and it's it's a lot of telling stories and happy, you know, happy thoughts and all this stuff versus, you know, people at the funerals that I've been at that aren't religious. It's very, you know, everyone's crying. It's all very sad. And, you know, like it's it's just a whole different. It seems like a whole different. Yeah. You uh, I- like environment you know i'll agree you can feel the difference yeah Yeah. that and that's a that's a conversation i won't go down that rabbit hole this this podcast but i did want to talk about i think i think um life short and freedom and everything obviously has a little bit to do with religion and everything and that's a pod that's that's a rabbit hole i want to go down eventually with you guys i think it'll make for an interesting conversation Mm -hmm. um but i i don't really want to dive into it now um but um, I, I agree. I agree. I think it does make, I think it does make, uh, the grieving um, process a little, a little bit easier. Um, another thing that a lot of people use, um, is, is a uh, humor. Is there, I mean, I'm sure there is uh, a lot of people in dark circumstances. Like you talk to a lot of veterans and they have a really, really dark sense of humor. Yeah. And, and I, I, for whatever reason, I identify with that dark sense of humor. I love that shit. I love really dark sense of humor <laughs> mu- movies and shit like that. Yeah. But is there like, do you use that to to your advantage in your profession a little bit too, or is, are you more stoic and and serious? Uh, I think there's a time and place for all that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, definitely, definitely. Uh, I haven't met too many people that have been in the business a while that don't have a good sense of humor and, and you know, and, and we're always respectful, but I mean, I, I think if you didn't have a sense of humor, I don't know oh, yeah. how long you could really do it. Right. And, and then sometimes that comes out, even meet with a family, you know, um, I'll, I'll be like right now at the place I'm at, I'm mainly in the back room. I'm main, I'm more of an embalmer than a funeral director. And that, that suits me just fine for where I'm at right now. Um, I've, I've been back and forth. I thought, I thought at one point I needed more family interaction. Um, I think uh, for me and most people I know, a balance of both is good. So I do meet a few families here and there, but um, 
you know, and, and, and there, there's funny situations when you're meeting with a family too, and, but you gotta be, you gotta be so careful. I mean, yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> you, you definitely, and meeting with the family, you definitely want to be super Meet. respectful. Yeah. You know, so you Cause kinda, if you say the wrong thing and set right. them off, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know that I've ever had that problem, but I've known other funeral home directors that, yeah, you know, may have that, stepped on. Yeah, some toes yeah, or, yeah. Things don't go well, you know. Yeah. Point of order: If I pass away early, you guys are free to laugh your ass off and and in <laughs> whatever way, whether it's disrespectful. Say if I say if I die on the toilet, feel free to laugh your ass off. And that me. happens more than you think, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> right. Well, I just, I'm, yeah, and I, I can think, only imagine the the carnage that would be <laughs> happening. <laughs> I will say, I will say, and I think every person, like when they're thinking about the funeral, nobody wants everybody just to be bawling their eyes out to be, and to, for it to be a sad fest. No. I think when everybody right. thinks about their funeral, like my, my wishes, if I ever do, if I pass away, you know, I want it to be a, Oh, you're have, going have to. A, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. But I want it to be a freaking a, a party. Everybody yeah. cracking Budweisers and telling stories and laughing yeah. and joking and you know more of a, a celebration. And everybody says celebration of life. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a lot of those, like I've been to several in the past in the past year, that no matter how much you want it to be that you want it to be, you want it to celebrate. It's just hard, man. Like, yeah. like it is because the human you know, instinct is to just, you're sad. You're going to miss right. them. You you know, yeah. I want mine to have, I mean, more about music. I love music and I've got, uh, you got to be careful though. <laughs> you got to be careful. Cause we had, my uncle's was uh, a few months back, super patriotic dude. And they played a lot of patriotic songs and man, when you miss, you mix those two things. That's it's like, starts, yeah, fuck, it's dude. almost worse. Water it's right. like water works. Yeah, right. it's impossible. Right. It's impossible. That's right. a good point too that I don't always yeah. think. You know, you can make it too pointed and you yeah. know, yeah. But it should reflect that person's life, and um, you know, and I'm glad to see the the trend toward I, when you said I was thinking celebration of life, and then when you said that, you know, because in my head to me it's kind of just a, but it you know. I wish we had a better, t- but, but that is a good term, you know? Yeah. But, and I kind of, you know, when I started this and, and doing this, it was a lot of cookie cutter, you know, the church with amazing grace, how great the art and rock yeah. of ages and r- old rugged cross. And I like those too, but I just think people were doing that because that's what they knew. Not right. necessarily what they wanted or what the deceased wanted, but that's what you should do. You right. Should. Yeah. That's what, those are the songs you play during yeah. the funeral. Yeah. So, and that's it. Yeah. So I'd like to see the more, you know, and, and, and when I'm, when I was meeting with more families, I'd say, Hey, let's try to make this yours and, and his or her, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, make it about them, what they, you know, right. If they like tasty in and outs, Get those lousy Hell taverns, yeah. you know, or Schooner, whatever you got. Schooners, you know? Schooners yeah. and what do they call them? The Charlie, Charlie Boys. Charlie Boys. Oh, Hell yeah, God. Man. Yeah. Why'd you say that? It's Should we go get them after this? Yes. <laughs> Damn, Damn it. <laughs> Want a party tonight, Johnson? <laughs> I'm down. And that's He's one, ready. <laughs> that's one thing I've been thinking for whatever reason in the last, just recently. It's so, the human, the, the way that humans react to death is so strange because it's just, it's literally, it literally is a part of life. Like every person that ever, well, not, I mean, not literally because no, it's it the end of life. It's not a part of, but for life. everybody that deals with it, yeah. it's the like, end of the book is still a part of the book. Uh, uh, valid Absolutely. point. Valid uh-huh. point. Uh-huh. Valid point. Absolutely. The end is still a page in the book. Ain't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, 
it's so strange that we react so much with sadness to to something that is inevitable and that is mm-hmm. that is See, ever happens to every single person in the history well, of the entire world and see, will forever and ever. And a lot of things I took at mortuary school, I haven't, you know, it's one of those deals where you do it to learn it, pass the board, you're not going to use it, whatever. But we, I guess as a society, we are like more death fearing and de- pushing away there. But the other, there's other cultures that welcome it, you know, right. Hispanics. I mean, I mean, there's different, I can't, it, cause it's been 20 some years. I can't remember them all, but we are, we, we want to needy, you know, compartmentalize and, oh. and neat and tidy right. and, and put it away. And then, you know, and don't see the body, you know, don't do that. And a lot of other ones are just like, Hey, you know, it's part of us. And, and yeah. that's what one thing I've learned. Um, I've worked at a few funeral homes, but the one I'm at currently deals with a lot more ethnic diversity. So it's been good for me. Cause I'm like, Hey, I've never had this type of service or seen this one or, you know, it's a there's, there's a lot of diversity in, in Sioux City mm-hmm. that I don't think I would have really known about. Yeah, and th- that's a, that's a a good point. Is like a lot of other cultures, you know, they'll they'll carry the deceased around, you know, and sh- kind of show them off, and mm-hmm. you know, they'll cover them in flowers, and they'll you know as they're walked through town and things like that. Yeah, versus, I've, I've had you know, I've like had, take them to Dooskies. <laughs> they like parade them through town, like prop you know, me up beside the jukebox, right? They'll basically like, you know, put them on like a stretcher for lack of a better term yeah. and, you know, cover them in flowers and stuff and parade them through town and carry them through town and the whole town will, you know, kind of wave. Yeah, and I've, sing had, and I've had situations at house where I'm ready to carry them out of the bedroom. They're like, no, no, we do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I certainly think that the, the, our, our American society has a lot to learn from, from others about mm-hmm. uh, healthy ways to deal with, with death. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. I think well, that's, it's, a, it's very, again, that's kind of, it's very situational. You I was going to say, I don't think there's a right and wrong. It's whatever works for you. And it's so varied. I do think people, I've seen people come back later and say, oh, we didn't see so-and-so. We, you know, we really wish we would have now. And, and yeah. so I just try to say, hey, you just, it isn't either burial or cremation. You can do a full traditional service and then cremate. So right. I don't I'm look sure. at myself as a salesman or I'm not trying to make money. I'm just giving you all the options so you're not at Walmart two months from now and say, oh, well, they told me I could do this. And, and you say, I didn't know about that. Right. And then you're mad. You know, I just give you all the options and let you choose what's best for you. Yeah. And, and it, everyone's different. Yeah. And it's very, I think it's very situational with, you know, like you said, you know. How it um, goes down. Yeah. And, and I think, especially on the grieving part, like you're talking about, Sam, is, you know, it's. We have a lot to learn from other cultures, but generally, you know, there's, it's a lot easier grieving. The grieving process is much easier when it's an elderly person and it was, you know, it was a planned, you know, like kind of, you knew what was coming and it wasn't such a surprise. Whereas if it's a younger person, a lot of times that grieving process is a lot harder when it, when it is a surprise or a younger person. Tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Unexpected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I agree, but I, I, it, this is just as a comedy in my head is I'll go uh, to make a removal or whatever, make first contact with that family and the deceased. And, and they'll say, Oh gosh, we just weren't expecting this. And I'm thinking she's 96. All right. What did you think? You yeah. know, but yeah. in there, they weren't ready for that. Right. I mean, she'd been healthy and mowing her yard or whatever, living at home and, yeah. and they didn't think it was coming. And it's like, well, 
Yeah. And <laughs> so some of us get to enjoy their lives that long and, and yeah. 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 What is, uh, what is your, what is the way you want to go? You want to, you want to be I, cremated or what do you? Well, mean? that's a good question. I thought you were going to ask me something else. Um, I don't know. I've never, I just don't, I've never wanted to be buried. If I could afford an above ground mausoleum, that's the way I would go. Really? Yeah. I just, I like, you know, they can be very artistic and, yeah. and very beautiful. And, the, you know, I do like to walk around an old cemetery and just read markers and things like that. I like the angels and the poetry and, and the words. And, uh, you know, that's very, you know, romantic to me, I guess. But I don't just want to, I don't know. So, yeah, stick them in the ground. Here's my name, yeah. birth and, and death. And then I date, like the, mo- I like kind of the mobility of cremation. Like, since we, you know, all enjoy weapons and guns and i'd like to be reloaded in a couple things you yeah. know oh, dude, couple, that's a good idea you know I like that. i've always you know i thought i was gonna break the break the trend with that but that's out there already right. somebody beat me well, to that's it that's a cool idea right but you'd be reload you know your ashes in a little i don't know keychain neck whatever your sure. whatever yeah. your thing is or you know i i'd like to there's a scattering effect of cremains and just being a kind of out there free in your favorite place yeah and like a lot of people uh, a lot of things that i've seen like at uh for like drag racers and stuff they'll pack ashes in the parachute so Ah. like when their car they'll have you know like their son or you know one of their family members will run the car down the drag strip and then pull the parachute and the parachute you know releases the ashes and stuff on the drag strip and yeah there's a million options out there you know i've i've seen uh glass blowers they'll take um, little swirls of the cremains mm-hmm. and then some colors and then blow it into an orb and you can shoot a light under. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, I mean, you could be made into diamonds, precious gems. I mean, yeah. Cardboard box and a wooden cross. Right. Yeah. And they, it, see, it, see that does to me. That's, I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah. And that's cool too. Like the green barriers are really t- not around here, but it'll be here. So yeah. And there's, that's something that our, 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 our vaults, um required around here depends on the cemetery now what is the reasoning for that i've never understood that here's the funeral director in me um it maintains the integrity of the casket when equipment's driven over or whatever but then you're gonna you know because if you're in a wooden casket and a back backhoe drives over there right it's gonna push down yeah and it's gonna but and then i get people i don't care ashes to ashes dust to dust yeah you know, so that's why I never try to sell because it's not my job, you know, yep. and I might get crucified by the industry. Mm. But, you know, it's like I, I'm not there to, you know, yeah. try and make as much money for the funeral home right, as I can. Right. I'm here to make I mean, this uh, what I'll, the family wants. I'll, do, yeah. I'll make that I'll make that money a different way by doing my craft the way it should be done and, right. and, and things like that. And um, so that's what it is. And also it leaves a big sinkhole. Uh, I guess I never. That's probably the from the cemetery that. point of view. That's probably more. Yeah, just having to but deal there, with you know, you're some of your smaller country, and there's little family cemeteries out there that don't have that. Mm-hmm. But then can again, you, you'll. Can you legally? Can you be buried in your own backyard? Yeah, it has to. Check your local laws, gentlemen. But it has to be um, designated as a cemetery. Oh, really? So you, you could probably oh, do that you if you say legally, if, didn't you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it's kind I, of the old "don't ask, don't tell," you know. Yeah. But you're you're gonna a, a funeral director has to be there for final disposition, and final disposition is burial, cremation. 
So what about uh, like? So if you're once you're cremated, you can do pretty much what you want. Right. But if it's on public with, land, you have to get permission. And I was gonna say with like cremains, you can pretty much you know if you want to you want to bury you know like the urn or whatever in your backyard or whatever. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, that's totally. But yeah, like a a full casket burial. That's. See the yeah, the human body, of, yeah. Without getting too in depth, the human body is is actual property that has to be have a, a chain of command that is in charge, and a funeral yeah. director has to be there from whose property is it? <sighs> Mortuary law was a long time ago. What <laughs> somebody has to be the the uh, exactly whatever that you Executor have to be in charge whatever, of that. Yeah. Body. See, and that's what I was going to ask. But once you're cremated, then that's it. Mm-hmm. Or once you're in the ground, that's it. So that's why the funeral director stays around till the end of the burial. So yeah. say say you're with a family member um, in a country house, they pass away. What are you what are you required to do? Do you got to like call somebody and say, "Hey, this person died"? You, you, yeah, if if it's not a hospice or um, you have to have a, a law enforcement come and they pronounce. Do they have to take them somewhere? No, I can take. I can go and. So, like, say that then, they, I, then I take responsibility of that that right. But what property. I'm what I'm saying is that person is deceased. Do you have to take them somewhere? Can they stay in the house and then take them out back in the in the no. yard and bury them, or do they got to go from there? Yeah, I guess this yeah, is probably not a question you get asked yeah. very much. But I'm just curious. I'm curious if their I, backyard has been established as a human cemetery. How do you go about that? Just paperwork? Yeah, I think yeah, go through your the deed or assessor. I I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. I yeah, can look like, that up and get uh, that's my homework. Yeah, cuz like if <laughs> I if I tip over at my house when I'm 70, you know, can somebody just come out with a backhoe? Well, that's a hole what's funny is I, I I've been running into this a lot. A friend of mine uh that I know, he he says the same thing. Well, just put me on my pro-. I said I can't do that. It's you know, you have to go no, just do it. And I'm like, "No." Uh, so there's yeah, and th- there's stipulations and things put into place. So to stop the you know if you a spouse you know from murdering their husband and saying he or, he died naturally and I buried him in the backyard right. yeah or yeah. living with him in, living <laughs> right. with him in the house for fourteen years or something like that I right. want to come there I don't right know. right yeah. actually that'd be kind of exciting <laughs> <laughs> something interesting Box. that that, te- that seems to be something that I have seen a lot more frequently or i guess just read about it a lot more yeah they'll keep the loved one in the house yeah for like social security checks yeah mother yeah yeah a, if a, like a parent like what kind of fucked up person like <laughs> Dude, how can you live with that in your house last, for that last year in well once it gets to a certain stage it's yeah it stops stinking yeah how That's, long is that though probably a month i'd say you're gonna have to deal with some serious things well and that's like while. that's like um there was one in omaha that uh, a son was living with his mom just last year. They found the mom had been deceased for. Didn't we talk about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, for for months, like nine months or something. He was collecting her social security. He had just closed the door to her bedroom and like duct taped the <laughs> gaps on the on the door to the bedroom so he didn't have to smell. Yeah, it and was just collecting her yeah, social security checks mm, that were coming. Such in the a mail. loving son, right? <laughs> Box, you haven't said anything for a long time. You got any thoughts on the subject, or are you just really I taking just, it all in? Yeah, I just kind of listen. Yeah, <laughs> not much to say. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, to ask you before we dived into our next little. Uh, and this, I don't know if this is a. I don't mean for this to be disrespectful in any way. So, but like, 
I mean, obviously, you've dealt with some. I don't even know how to describe it. Nasty shit. Nasty shit. Like what? What is uh like? <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush here. There's some gross shit that goes no. And on. anybody still listening at this point, you know, I'm sure yeah. they'll, they'll probably be fine with it. But yeah. like, what's like, what's your craziest? Some of the craziest stories that you've ever had to deal with. Or even do you even want to talk about it? No, I don't have a problem talking with it. Um, I'm just trying to think because I'm trying to think of the last time I said I thought I seen I have seen everything, <laughs> well, I, and there's this. There's um, there's one story that I remember you telling us out at the out at the hangout was you had like a younger intern, oh, a younger yeah, intern yeah. with you. That's a, yeah, it's sticking out in my head. And too. you said that was that was a a pretty it was pretty vile. Yeah, a pretty rough one. Yeah. Um, just a situation, um, yeah. Just uh, where he passed in the house. It's in a tight, small bathroom, and um, you know, it, it, what amazes me is um, I'm not Betty homemaker, and my home gets, you know, it gets a little cluttery. I got to pick up now and then, but some of the houses you go into, it, it it's literally like. Ha- how do you live like this? Yeah. Like, if, if were you raised like that and you don't know any better? Um, you know, and I mean, everyone, and I've been in some of the nicest houses and, and places, and then sometimes I'm just like, whew. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so yeah, anyway. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let animals live in this house, let alone. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah my dog would not. Animal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting just to see how people live and, uh, and yeah, you know, um, decomp is a is a thing. I mean, you got to be prepared for that, you right. know. And 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 I've I've seen a lot, and and uh, and most of the time it's not an issue. Yeah. But every now and then I get one. I'm just like, whew. yeah. It's like, all it's all I can do to like what you don't have to sugarcoat it. All our our, <laughs> our listeners are like, pretty well. I feel like at <coughs> at a point, do you get past kind of like the gag factor of it? Yeah, and I thought so. Until that, <laughs> and after twenty some years doing it, actually it's been longer than that. Um, that's just how long I've been licensed. Um, you know, I had the army before that, and intern and apprentice. Um, but yeah, every now and then it'll, one will just get you the wrong way. Yeah, and it's just the combination of your all the senses. I'll I'll put it that way. Scent, you know, vision. You know what yeah. you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're feeling. Right. I mean. Uh, it can be where you're just like, ah, just don't know. And, and then, and then the worst I, you know, in my head, all I get was, I'll just look at whoever I'm working with and they're probably dealing with the same thing. And I just say, why do we do this? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> we can, you know, right. yeah. it's, it's all I can come up with sometimes, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. um, I do like my job. I don't see myself doing anything else. Um, probably if I had a dream job, it'd be, um, a forensic detective or pathologist. I, I enjoyed my time in the morgue figuring cause of death and, and seeing, and, and seeing the ins, you know, the, the different injuries and things that happen inside the human body. But, um, you know, at that point when I was getting out of the army and, and trying to just get a job, you know, I had been, I was 27. I wanted to just live not out of a footlocker or a barracks room. I wanted, you know, I was ready to have a house and dog and, and start yeah. life, you know, so I didn't go pursue that. And, uh, I don't know that I would now just because I'm 50, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, so I, I do enjoy what I'm doing and that's, that's probably 
what I'm going to end up doing for the rest of my working career. Sure. Sure. But I, I did enjoy that, like figuring out due to rigor or how dehydrated the eyes were, how long they'd been there. What's the temperature in the house? Uh, you know, why does it smell yeah. like gas? Why is there a pile? Why is why is there a pile of clothes with gas by the heater? You know, someone right. was trying to hope that would ignite the house, and I miss right. those kind of things because I don't go to the scene too much anymore. But yeah, so yeah, that if I if, if people say, well, what you know, what would you do if you weren't doing this? That would be it. Yeah. So somebody somebody tips over, say like some uh, middle aged person just tips over. They show up in your in your morgue. Like, how do you start? Like, how do you start figuring out why they? Oh, died? Uh, well, you're gonna do a visual inspection. I mean, just a visual look them over. Any signs of trauma? Anything that stands out? Uh, is there little red dots in their eyes from being strangled called petechia? Or um, really? Yeah. I mean, just looking for ligature marks or, you know, you do, you're going to do a good visual inspection of the, the body first mm-hmm. before you cut into it. A lot of times if they suspect some type of uh, gunshot or a bullet or something, they'll x-ray the body. I mean, a, a knife tip can break off inside. Right. And so I, sometimes they get stuck in the skull or wherever they, they enter the body that this, you know, mm. the knife, the tip will break off and. You sure. can see that with an x-ray, but you're going to already know that, you know, you're going to see an incision or something right. Right. Yeah. around that area. Hmm. But then, then you go with the internal huh. autopsy. Uh, I guess like, what is, I don't know how far we want to dive into this rap because <laughs> I'm like seriously intrigued. Where's that whiskey? Right. <laughs> well, you want some more? I got, we got plenty. Actually, I should have some more. We got to move to Pendleton. Okay, that's grab the case. Some. Everybody's well, gone. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Grab I might have to. So without, without, without sounding crude, like how exactly, how, how does the embalming process work? Like, I mean, is it just like a fucking shovel and a, no, like, no, I, no, I don't... It's, it's, see, that's the thing too. I think, I think that's a problem a too. A shovel? <laughs> what? Is people are afraid no? of that because they don't know what it is. And, and so then they opt a lot for cremation. They're like, oh, I don't want you because they picture an autopsy. Uh, the embalming is very, very non-invasive. I mean, really? Yeah. It's a one inch incision. No shit. Yeah. I thought it was like, just get everything out. And no, put it nothing comes. No, uh, that's autopsy. They'll take everything out. No, the just uh, embalming mic. is, it's more of like a, it's almost, would you consider it more of like a blood transfusion? Yes. Here's, no shit. Here's, it's kind of like flushing. It's, it's a coolant flush. Yeah. In a vehicle. No shit. Yeah. So it's like a, you'd basically like get an IV on like a major artery, right? right. And just kind of do like a flush where you're putting the embalming fluid in and removing the blood. Right. right? Yeah. You, we don't drain or suck or none yeah. of that. All you do is you find a, an artery and a vein that are next to each other, which they always run in tandem anyway. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's going to be here. Yep. A lot of times, I'll do ephemeral. Oh, tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. And so you uh, you just you just uh, manipulate and, and isolate those vessels, and I, I put a, two strings around each one so I can uh, manipulate them better, and then I you just make a little incision in the artery, and then you run a hooked needle called a cannula that's hooked up to a machine that pumps fluid in. And so, so you pump fluid in the arteries because the arteries take everything from the heart to the to the tissues to the mm-hmm. capillaries. Then it switches to vein, goes back to the heart. So 
and a lot of times I'll just run it in a closed system. I'll just push it in the artery just to make sure I got good distribution of fluid because you can tell with the dye. And then once I know that's good, then I'll nick the. I'll just make a little incision in the vein, and it'll come out there. Huh. And so you're basically you're fixing the tissue. You ever you ever dissect something in biology? Mm-hmm like a frog or grass, it feels rubbery, plasticky. Mm-hmm. You're just basically taking those proteins and muscles using formaldehyde or another fixing agent to change them so they won't go bad. They won't mm-hmm. rot. See, I was always under the impression that embalming entailed taking everything out and yeah. toilet paper and stuff and wrapping them all up. No, no. See, <laughs> no, mummif- no mummification. <laughs> shoving them full of stuff and, yeah, paper mm-hmm. towels and stuff. And no. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's, it's Pretty huh. basic, yeah. Wow. So now, if we get an autopsy body, there's a special, then things are different. Then all that vascular system has been disrupted, and then you have to you have to inject like six points instead of generally, if embalming goes well, it's just one incision. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. if it doesn't work well, you have to do, use other points to get Why that. would it work well? They're, they don't uh, have a very good system? Or? Right. Sclerotic, if they got hardened arteries. It won't get everywhere. And mm-hmm. you can tell where it's going and where it's not. And then wherever it's not, then you raise something there. You raise that artery to get fluid hmm. to where and it's you, not getting it. And you said there's a dye in the fluid yeah, that, most, that helps you yep, yep. helps you tell if it's been well, the thing distributed is, properly. The reason we are the color we are, pink like that, is because that's blood in the capillaries. So when there's not that, then that's why you're White. pale. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can get fluid in there with dye and dye those tissues... It looks so. It comes back to that pink color versus being white. Yep. Yep. So how long does that process take? Just uh, about an fluid. About an hour and a half. About probably an hour for arterial uh, embalming. Then, then, then we we do treat the cavity. We do treat the organs and things like that. Mm -hmm. What exactly is really interesting because it's like. It's, well, that's what the thing. Everyone, th- I, 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 I don't understand how people will want to walk in and give the funeral home a thousand, whatever your embalming fee is, six to a thousand dollars for something they don't even know what it is. Right. Like, are you going to go buy a car if you don't know what it, if it runs, or you right. know, because yeah. they don't want to know, dude. Well, but I think, and I think some people don't. Like yeah. my mom would not want to. You know, she knows because I've made her listen. Yeah. But you know, uh, you know, some people don't. But I think, I think a lot of people would be okay because that isn't that bad. Like right. what you picture in your head was way worse than what I'm actually doing. Oh yeah, right. You know, yeah. and and it's it's interesting that you know that process is is that simple and it and it makes a huge difference because like the body turns white really quickly. You know, yeah, because like, that because it drains out of those. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like now really fast. It's like within probably 15 minutes, it's you can really start noticing like a very white and almost yellowish pale color. Yeah. And so like to be able, I, I guess I didn't, you know, I never thought of it about that red, you know, the dye bringing the pink color back to the tissue. But, you know, I, I knew that it, it kind of made sure that it wasn't decomposing and stuff, but I guess I didn't think about the color. Yeah. You know, bringing the color back to the skin, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Huh. I guess that's interesting. What exactly is... Two, this is a two-part question. <laughs> Number one, what exactly is embalming fluid? Uh, the, the main active ingredient is formaldehyde. 
Number two, does anyone ever smoke? I knew that was where it was going. (laughs) Uh, Have you heard of this before? I have heard of it. I have not. No shit. I have not done it. Well, God, I hope not. No. I mean, (laughs) something like that. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm not going to speak too much on I have not. I knew someone even before I was in doing this um, that I met in Lawrence, Kansas. So Uh (laughs) (laughs) that might kind of explain things. But like I said, I swear I've, no, I have no personal knowledge, but what they told me is they, they lost like two days. <laughs> That's they're the, just like, I, 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 I go, know. what did that do to you? And they're like, I just, I don't know what happened for two days. Somebody, somebody told me the same thing. They yeah. just, they just completely and then, and lost I track of time. And I just want to say, I didn't, sub- it was before I was even in it. I was just going to school there. I, I didn't yeah. supply anything to anyone ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea of it. This kid just said, oh yeah, I lost a couple of days. I so was can like, you hook is that what you or? wanted? <laughs> 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 yeah, and that's the thing is I th- I think really what those people the problem with the fluids I use is you got the active ingredient might be formaldehyde but there's lanolins there's dyes there's humet you know all it's kinds not of pure other shit yeah, in there, yeah yeah and that's why it's like no why would you do that all right well that's not always a <laughs> most of the time the people that would do something like that don't really I mean they're yeah. not thinking ahead right don't really no, no, fucking this, care this guy didn't have a whole lot going on. <laughs> Less than I. Oh boy! I will definitely say the uh, Cedar Ridge is much better. Yeah, I'm already like this is like it tastes like Everclear compared. You think? Yeah, I don't think it's that much different. I do. The the, it's similar. This has a better nose to it. There's a lot more. There's a lot more like it's just like alcohol. Yeah, there's a lot more like throat heat. Am I the only one that noticed my tongue was getting tingly from that last whiskey? No, I never noticed that. That must just be a you thing. Huh. I wonder what caused that. I don't I don't I don't, like I, don't the, I don't notice that much difference between this. The and Pendleton I'm getting a lot more like you know, you feel like almost like the heartburn. Uh huh. Like Yeah. I'm getting a lot of that or a lot more of that with the Pendleton. Than the so Cedar you guys Ridge. think Cedar Ridge is a Cedar above? Ridge definitely takes number three for Box, sure. Box, what are your thoughts? I think the flavor is better too. I don't know. It's neck and neck. We just need to have it's a segment. Close. We just need to have a segment. Box, what are your thoughts? Because I ask him like, like three oh, or four yeah. times every podcast. And I'm always know. like, <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> nah. Not I much, know. you know. <laughs> and every know. now, the reason I do that is every now and then he has something really insightful and, he does, and, and yeah. interesting. Well, say. like just earlier when it he is said. the quietest oh, I've seen him though. Uh, yeah. Well, well it, I don't know what it is. Like when we get into a podcast, he just all of a sudden like shuts off. Well, it's it's on certain subjects. Really? You think I shut off? I think I turn on when I get on the podcast. <laughs> I knew <laughs> I knew ahead of time that this was going to be a subject that he wouldn't have yeah, a guess, whole ton yeah, of Yeah, you're right. Well, it is, I don't it is have any idea stated. what we're talking about, then I typically don't yeah. talk about it. Uh, we're talking about, so before we take a break really quick, I, I know you're – have you had significant losses lately? Uh, well, or, when, or, or should I say uncle when? Cliff. You had an uncle. Or your uncle. Uh, yeah. I aunt and uncle in the last six months. Yeah. Well, but I mean, you know, it was kind of, they were both kind of, they weren't sudden or anything like that. Um, but you know, they weren't, they weren't like elderly either. It wasn't like the one, the one was a little bit, she was in her seventies. The other other one was, well, they're both, both in their seventies, I guess I was a little, I was closer to my uncle. Um, Okay. It wasn't like a, that would be your dad's brother. No, it was actually my mom's brother. Um, but dad was really dad was really close to him. He was a Vietnam vet, did a lot of uh mom's brother in law. What did I say? Oh brother. 
Oh yeah, Ma, yeah, mom's brother-in-law. Um, yeah. he was a Vietnam vet. Did a lot for did a lot for the that people coming back, vets coming back, right. and Stuff. He was, oh, that's he awesome. Was big into that. He was big into the uh, um, uh, what's what the Legion? The Legion. Yep. But so, then and that was the one they played. Uh, they played all the uh, the uh, patriotic, patriotic songs. And- it started the the freaking thing started with God Bless America. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. You can't freaking stand right. there right. playing God Bless America oh, after hey, something like that happened you know, and not ball your freaking eyes on. Man. I'm That's I'm even... I'm very patriotic. Like, uh, you know, I have been like since I was six. I, you know, that was '76 when I was six, so that was a bicentennial, and I've been red, white, and blue ever since. And um, I, and like the military thing, that was not a plan. Um, right. I'm getting I'm way off track here, but uh, my brother was in, my dad was in. Uh, just two weeks ago, I went down and my nephew uh, was commissioned as a lieutenant in the army. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's some cool stuff. And uh, just, yeah. And when I tell people, you know, when I tell people, they always want to say thank you. And I appreciate that. And I'm glad what I did. And, uh, but I really, I don't tell, I don't necessarily say I'm a veteran. Right. Because I think that has a connotation of war and, and you did something above and beyond, which I did go in, whatever. But I, I'm former military, you know, not, I'm not chewing you out or anything but i'm just saying like when the musketeers or something like hey have the veterans stand up i'm a little hesitant yeah but that's not what it's that's not what it's for well that what's that what that is meaning is you signed your name on the line and you you knew that whatever that entailed so that's why right because and and guys like me you know that's we want to like i i have a lot of veteran friends and and Sometimes yeah, I you tell got them, some real heroes though. I tell I mean, them, I know. tell them thank you just because it messes with them and they don't like it, <laughs> but also because I am genuinely thankful. Like, right. like I am genuinely well, thankful that like, people sign their names on that for, line. For people like us who weren't in the military, you know, and and being very patriotic, you know, when we say thank you, it is a you know genuine. a very genuine thank you for what you do because you know we're being patriotic people. We're very appreciative. We understand you know, the sacrifices that people have to make and whether, you know, it's not even sacrifice of life or limb. It's, you know, sacrifice of your time and, and moving around the country and, True. you know, doing all the things that you need to do yeah. to, you know, to be supportive of our country. And, and that's, you know, I think that's why like, you know, non-veterans who are, who are very patriotic, they generally have a very genuine thank you. you oh know, yeah. For, yeah. For, anybody who who signed in yeah we, we talked about this way 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 back when jimmy was on the podcast mm-hmm. um yeah because he hates it he, he for, so we all got to text him when we're done with the podcast. Oh, james yeah. yeah yeah i remember that say one. say thank you we got it we all got to text him yeah and say thank you <laughs> yeah because he hates that does he <laughs> yeah uh so we were we're about an hour i'm gonna text him right now hour 10 <laughs> hour 10 hour 15 do we want to keep on rolling or do we want to phase out or what do we what do you I think Mike was hitting at a break. Mike you want to yeah, you caught it. Yeah, I of need course. to regroup a bit. All right, we'll we'll hit the pause button, fire up the old heater, take a, a urination break and we'll be we'll be right back. It'll be like 3 seconds like you know if you're <laughs> listening to for that. you, I don't yeah. know if for it'll you be 3 home. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, we're we're back. We're going to uh, we're going to finish up the the mortuary uh part of our our podcast. Um, we just kind of wanted to let Mike, uh, finish up with a few thoughts, um, on, you know, the profession as a whole and how to, you know, get more people into it. Maybe is, 
So, uh, so initially what I'm thinking is, well, it's not this and not, don't tell them the things it isn't and drive them away. Cause, right. Cause I mean, it's got, you know, a lot of people see suits and Cadillacs. I don't own a Cadillac. I, I drive one, you know, I play one on TV, whatever, but, um, there is a big shortage. There's definitely a need. I know a lot of funeral homes looking for help. Um, the way the population's growing and, you know, the way things are going is going to be a big need for it. Yeah. And uh, I know we where I work, we could use a couple more probably. And uh, they're just not out there. So if you have any interest at all, maybe get with your local funeral home and say, hey, I, I want to explore this, you know. And, that, you know, if you're worried about getting broke in hard and fast, just say, hey, you know, just bring me on slow. And <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I just let myself open for that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> just say, look, you know, I just want to check it out, you know. Um, well, and, and you were saying, uh, like, even just, hey, job shadow for a day, you know, just yeah. just go in and, and see what it's about, you know, right. see if that's something you would be interested in. That's a good in. thing to do, because I, I knew people when I went to school, got there and they're, you know, they'd never worked at a funeral home before. And it was just like too much. And they're just, they weren't, they were overwhelmed and, and they weren't quite sure what it really was all about. So it is good to, you know, get your feet wet and uh, check it out. But if you're interested, you, like I said, get in touch with someone and uh, see if it might be something you, you want to do. And I mean, it's it's, you know, you'll you can make a comfortable living. Um, I don't know that you'll get super duper rich, but right. I mean, you know, there, there's opportunities if you if you start your own place and get going. And uh, it, like I said, it's a comfortable living and and uh, and a good, respectable job. Yeah. And, and I'm proud of what I do there. I am. Yeah. And there's so much, you know, we were talking about, there's so much job security in that, you know, there, people are always dying. So there's, there's always that good job security, you know, and, and in a time like now where a lot of people don't, you know, are unsure, what unsure they, of yeah, yeah. what, you know, what work is and what, you know, how they can continue to make a living during even, and, and, even something like this, you know, that's, that's a very good way to do and it. And there's a lot of capacities you can work at a funeral home. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do the, the nitty gritty backroom stuff. You can meet with families, you know, if you find the right place, find the right mixture for you. Yeah. And, and that's something that, uh, I know a lot of people who in, when I was in college were going for like event planning, you yeah, know, they want to, they want to like, Set, they had this grand idea of setting up concerts and, you know, doing all this stuff. Well, that's, you know, this is kind of a, a more hometown style of that. You know, you're kind of event planning, right, my, you know, uh, meeting with families and figuring out yeah. the details of certain things. And, you know. Yeah, my daughter a few years ago was saying, well, I want to do uh, wedding planning, you know. And I said, well, you know, that's pretty much what, what I do. And she goes, no. I said, yeah, clergy, venue, food, yeah, music. You know, you got, you got a year and a half to do it. I got four days. Right. And you're making, you know, you're making a, (laughs) making a pamphlet, you know. Yeah. I got to make the book folders. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Everything. So, So, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot to be done. And and if you're interested, check it out. Yeah. So there's like, there's big oil, there's big tobacco. Um, This is a subject we're going to talk about in the next few podcasts is probably like uh, um, cars running on water and air mm-hmm. um so you suppose big mortuary is is donating is, is trying to kill uh like the the uh the drugs that are making people live longer you know are they donating against them they're against they're, they're big time against yeah. the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> well but the thing is it, it's inevitable i mean yeah. you, you know you can yeah it yeah. just prolongs it maybe right. And, right. and yeah there's times i think 
I'll be rolling one out of the hospital. I'm like, we spent so much time and money just trying to avoid what's going to happen. You know, yeah. you're going to end up down here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. Yep. So, well, this has been one of my, uh, I think most of one of one of the most interesting topics that we've ever had on this podcast. I think so. I think, yeah. I think. Well, thank you. I, I really I, appreciate I, the opportunity. I, I don't know. There was that one time we talked about butthole sunning. <laughs> we never did get her on, did we? No. See if you can find her box. Contact her and see if we can get her on. That was. That was uh, are you Are you into that, Mike? Did you hear that podcast? No, I did not. Butthole sunning. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're people that literally. Um, that's what we, it sounds like. It's exactly bleaching? like it sounds. No, no, it's different from bleaching. Oh no, it'd be the other one, opposite. So yeah, they're they're uh, they basically are out suntanning with their um, spreading their cheeks, letting it all hang out, exposed. Yeah. Huh. Um, and it was a very good way to absorb a lot of vitamin D and get like Direct, all the benefits, huh? <laughs> all vitamin the benefits D. of sunshine. I, I tried it one time, burnt my buttholes a month. <laughs> miserable one and a half weeks of my life. It was terrible. Hard the to, sunburn was awful. Yeah, it's hard to sit And then down. I ate Taco Bell like three days later. <laughs> oh boy. I wish I didn't do that. So... <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna touch on one more subject. Um, that's uh, as long as we're not out. touching on more buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Did we want to do the whiskey first? Two more subjects. Um, Box Gee, wanted. You're to just t- really putting it off, aren't you? Box wanted to touch on the whiskey. Uh, the whether that whether he thinks Cedar Ridge is is above. Uh, it's not me. That's the rules of the show, man. Yeah, I can't right. just drink it and not. Yeah, you're Price right. It. You're right. Well, let's take a vote. Uh, Mike is an honorary. Uh, uh, so I think my today. vote should be half a vote. No, you you definitely you get a full, you get a full one. I get a full one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you yeah. get a full vote. So who thinks? What was a Pendleton? Pendleton. Who thinks Pendleton should stay as number three no. on on the on the podium? No. And it, does anybody box? What do you think? Are you torn? I'm t- I am torn, and I, 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 wa- I want to say no just because I bought the other one or the the Cedar Ridge, and it was pretty expensive. But I I really can't decide. Boxes, I, uh, Natalie and Burgula, you remember that? No, I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the name, but I couldn't figure. I couldn't remember the song. But thank you. Um, I uh, to me to me the thing that pushes uh, the Cedar Ridge ahead of Pendleton is that it's just a touch smoother. I think the flavors are pretty similar. Um, but I think that the Cedar Ridge is a little bit smoother. This has a little bit more of like the burn. You know, you get like a little yeah, bit of the like heartburn type. Yeah, just an alcohol. Yeah. And I think that the Cedar Ridge is just a touch smoother that puts it over top okay. of the penalty. What do you enough. think, Sam? You I think it was stated. pretty close. Um, I, I could go either way. Wait, time out. Time, <laughs> out, time out. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm but you but could. you could. <laughs> Luckily, I can edit this, f***ers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we need another step to the podium, is what I'm hearing. Like no, if, no, I think I think Cedar Ridge is going to take number three. Uh, yeah, I think so for sure. Maybe we should now. Uh, you think we should? You think it should take Makers? I don't know. I think I need to try the Makers. I think we'll. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we'll grab it. Right, you're, we're welcome to try. It. We got. It's not like we have like we don't have like forty seven uh, forty seven <laughs> bottles of whiskey oh, up good. there, right? <laughs> just swivel that fucking thing out of the way. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Ears, he's not, he's, Here, not, he's it. not used to all the wires and the shit. Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> it's, it, it is like being wrapped up in an octopus around here. If you got to get up and move, you got, you got a lot of shit to move. Mm-hmm. And 
It's a hell of a lot better than the freaking last one. Right. Our last studio. Yeah. Remember when Johnson knocked over the Shut uh, recorder? Shut the hell up. We lost the entire episode 36. <laughs> Shut up. Where was the old studio? It was in Shy Works in the, in the office. Oh, gotcha. There. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, boy, he take just, a trip without leaving the farm. He just he just pulled a Sam. I was, what he was talking. He Wild couldn't Wood, focus. Wildwood Weed. That wasn't was, that the, uh, we were wasn't playing. that the song, Mike? Wildwood Weed, take a trip without leaving the so, farm? Yeah, yeah Wildwood so. Weed. We were playing uh, poker one night. and <laughs> Johnson, you were never at my old house in Kingsley, were you? No. Right no. north the of the one, community uh, building there. Yeah. That nope. little tiny one. We were playing poker there one night. Do you want to try that? I was drinking, what was I drinking? Crown and Coke. That's what it was. Mm. <laughs> and this was like later, this was probably 11 o'clock. We'd been playing <laughs> since 7. I was feeling fantastic. <laughs> um, and we're just finishing up the game. We're going to go to Dooski's there in the next hour or so. And I'm mixing another Crown and Coke. And I confused the two bottles. And so I poured, I poured like this much Coke in my, in my big-ass class, my Dixie cup. Poured like this much Coke. And then I topped it off with the rest of the shit. And ever, there was like four or five other guys that just watching me like <laughs> nobody said shit until I was all done. I started mixing it and I take a sip. I'm like, <laughs> Sam, you realize what you just did? I ended up taking my yeah, dog. Yeah. To the, I ended up taking my dog to the bar that night. It was a, <laughs> it was a fun night. It was a fun night. <laughs> but I was watching Mike when he did that too. He's like talking glug, 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 glug. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's uh, Mike. Did you you think that? Let could, me see. Let you me think see. that could possibly uh, take it? If if you think so, I'll I'll try it as well. But I don't know if uh, it's not yeah. maker mark. Maker's mark's pretty damn pretty good. good. Pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> and seventeen ninety two. That's seventeen ninety two is better than Maker's ball, mark. Huh? By that's got a pretty. Good, I personally think that has a pretty good margin over Maker's mark. Good shit. All right, we'll we'll take Mike's word for it. We'll leave Maker's Mark as number two, yeah. and and we'll move on to Bomb in Nashville. Sound good? Bomb in Nashville. So Cedar Ridge is number three now. Yep. Apparently yes. Cedar Ridge and is number Maker's three. Mark two and seventeen ninety two is number one. Yeah. Yep. Why does he call it seventeen ninety two? Anyways, good question. We should research good that. Good question, Aguado. <laughs> <laughs> um. So tell me about this bombing. So, and this really hasn't been making. I mean, no, news wise, like I was go I was, figure. Really, <laughs> I was watching I've seen it everywhere. Eh, it's been on Facebook. It hasn't been on like the news. Well, I don't watch the even, morning news. Even on does. Christmas, even on Christmas Day, I'm watching it. There was a terrorist bombing on Christmas Day in the middle of Na- downtown Nashville, and and like Christmas was relatively quiet as far as news on this thing. Sure, yeah, because nobody was killed. There's three people injured, but the the really fucking strange thing about this. It's so strange. Was there was an RV sitting there? Very coincidental. On uh, I don't remember what street it was on. In front of an AT and T building, there was people reported gunshots in the morning. It was like five five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. This woke them up, and which is not super unusual it, for downtown Nashville. I guess you know it's not a super crime ridden town, but that's yeah, it happens and, occasionally. And, and another note that it wasn't just an AT and T building. It was a large building that had a lot of offices in it at&t was just sure one of the offices located in because it was like it was a i think it was like a 20-story building or something it was like it was a tall building that had a lot of office suites in it okay Okay. i'm i'm pretty sure so like 5 5 30 gunshots the police were called police came to the came to the scene 
And at that point, they discovered there's this RV. It was like it was not a it was an older RV, probably mm-hmm. I don't know nineties, late nineties. Yeah. It wasn't an your typical little like Winnebago. Yep, yep. Um, and it started counting. It it started blaring. This is a bomb. You have fifteen minutes to evacuate. Yeah. Which in and of itself is strange as shit. And it was I don't like think it like, even stated it was a bomb though. The, it, it just said, it's "Everyone, evacu- please evacuate." I don't think it warned that it was here. a bomb. Is the the news article that I was reading did say that it was a bomb. So this is a bomb. Please evacuate. From when, the audio which, that I heard, I, I feel like the the audio that I heard was it was just like evacuate the area immediately. You know, please everyone evacuate, evacuate the area immediately. And it was like an autonomous voice. You know, right, it was like robotic. a computer generated so voice. The, the gist of it is they were trying to reduce casualties they want to know casualties yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is suspicious number, right because if you're one. gonna do that you want to take people out yeah not, not me but that's your yeah a ter- in a terroristic attack that's what you what, would yeah right. is trying to create as much so which, which tells us it's not a terrorist attack right i mean obviously because i mean you think about like just like the boston bombing you know it was kind of a similar it was a vehicular ied type of it was in a backpack i thought was it that might have been. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a pressure yeah, cooker. Pressure pots. cooker, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not crocked, but pressure, yeah. pressure, pressure cooker. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, but that was, you know, and that's anytime things like that happen, it generally the, it seems to be Mass. that the, yeah, as, as many casualties as we can get, it seems to be kind of the. So, and this is, I don't know, has this ever happened before? Like, I, no, who the hell makes a big ass bomb and tells people to move to get out of the way? <laughs> I mean, right. that's just strange right. in Sounds itself. Fishy. That's, yeah. So it was d- clearly an infrastructure attack, right? Whatever they were trying to, you know, if he was trying to kill himself, he wouldn't have done it in downtown Nashville. Yeah. He just would have went out in the freaking nowhere yeah. and, and done it. Um, so he was obviously attacking whatever was at that location. location right, mm-hmm. right. Um, so there's, I, I listened to a, an interview with this person that lived right across the street from it. They took heed that and got the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, the bomb, the saying said, or the RV said they had 15 minutes. They left for more than 15 minutes. It was like half an hour. They decided to come back. They just got onto that street, like ways away. Obviously it was all locked down. Yeah. Um, and they were on their way back, and then the explosion happened. So, um, it, I mean, it's just all around weird. There was there was supposedly human remains found in in, in there. Um, there was mm-hmm. three people injured in the explosion. I don't know if they were police officers because or or what, but there was nobody um, significantly injured or killed. Right. And they the person they supposedly identified the person of interest as the person that was killed in it, which is. Why the f*** would he kill himself? If this yeah. was a... It makes no sense. Why would he just blow himself up? If he was going to... If he was trying to blow something up, do it remotely. There's no sense to just murder yourself. To suicide well, you don't yourself. know that. You don't know what he's thinking. Right. If it, well, Everybody I mean, has their f***ed up reasons. <clears throat> but um, that... I don't know. It does. It just yeah. It's there's a lot of unanswered questions there. Yeah. yeah. But if it was him, if, if a person like that, generally, if they're gonna if they're gonna blow themselves up, they leave some sort of manifesto or or say that it's them or want some leave sort of some, yeah yeah. Instead of just killing yourself with, and then we have to piece together like there's no guarantee right. that we're gonna find out that well, it was him. I, I thought a lot of the Facebook chatter on it, you know, is pretty funny as it's like. You know, this guy is, oh, yeah, it's just some crack job. Well, it's like, well, I don't, how does, you know, it doesn't make any sense that some, you know, basically what you're saying, the one lone guy 
just randomly. What bothers me most about it is they pin it. I just spilled whiskey all over my dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what bothers me most about it. That has adverse effects out here. That's not a a sentence you hear a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) Is they just, they found his DNA on the scene and it was his RV. So they're like, oh, it's him. That's what bothers me about it. Well, yeah, and and there's a lot of... I mean, who's... Okay, who's to say somebody didn't find his... Kill him, find his body, throw him in the RV? I would bet my life savings that he was dead in that RV before. Yeah. I would guarantee it. Somebody... So had they discovered... There was... Did you say there was other... Two or three other remains in the building? No, there was only two... There was three people injured. Okay. He was killed in the... He was supposedly killed in the explosion. Well, another funny thing is, you know, the FBI investigated this and within... What, five days they had yep i don't even think it, it was, was him. that it was two, like yeah a day or two yeah oh yeah. it was him and he supposedly and he know was why. he was on the fbi's radar um because a year earlier and this is this is so stupidly convenient and bullshit like his what his ex-wife or girlfriend called him in one time a year ago for making bombs in the rv they didn't look into it because they didn't have reasonable cause to go look into his rv or anything they're just saying that that happened. Like, yeah, you like that is the most convenient. Well, and that's shut. Like, how stupid do they? These people think Americans are. Well, and that's uh, the funny thing is, like, the FBI literally investigates dumber shit than this, and it takes them five fucking years, and they can't right. figure out a goddamn thing. Right. And within two fucking days, they're like, "Yep, that was it." And here's his cause. There we go. Done. Done. Close case. Yeah, yeah but Wash they never. They never told like a, a, They they said he might have been thinking five G was of. Caused cancer oh, I did hear shit. that. Okay, but there's no other reasoning other than that. They that they just saying he's crazy. There was something. I, also, I I, t- you know, to play devil's advocate here, that's very possible. It, there's a lot of conspiracy oh, theory out there about like five G, right? And well, absolutely, this dude could have just been a fucking nut job and be like AT and T. But why would he kill 5G, himself? This. I don't know. It doesn't make it doesn't add up. The the the, the martyr to be a martyr. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But if there, he wanted to be a martyr, a he would have left a he would have left a manifesto or something to say that it was him, rather than just thinking that we would find out that it's yeah. him. Yeah. There's not, 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 not necessarily. Yeah. It doesn't add up. Did suicide well, bombers leave manifestos? Yeah, not That's generally. The, they're martyrs. A lot of them, right? Yeah, but but they're doing it for an entirely different reason. They think that they're going to go seventy. See, the, pro- that, the that's the problem here is you so. think you know this guy's mindset, so you're saying yeah. there's no way you do that. Because the, pro- the well, truth is, nobody knows this dude's fucking mindset and or what a, was going through. His and head. that's the thing is, we try and we try and get into the mind of someone who does this and justify their mind as a normal human's mind, mm-hmm. and it's not. But it, you know, it what may I mean? not make sense do to you, you, but it may make sense think, to them. Do you honestly think the, the way that we've seen 2020 going? Everything, everything going on. Do you honestly, to God, think that it was this guy? I would. I think it could be this guy. I don't think it was. I think it could. I'm not uh, going to take everything well, at face Lee value. Hall, Lee I'm not going to be Oswald. It could have been him too, but it that shit been. don't add up either. Well, right. I guess one of my first thoughts is maybe it was him. Maybe that side found somebody that, that was susceptible and they could talk him into it. Yeah. And yeah. say, hey, we need this building taken out. Oh, pick me. You know, I mean, right. I don't know. It's also and, entirely possible that, yeah, maybe he was reported for making bombs in his RV a year ago, and that put him on the on list. the list for FBI. And they're like, okay, this guy's fucking nuts. We That's, could use this right, guy. Right, right. That's right. also possible. Ding, right, yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> right. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I, I would bet my life savings 
I would bet my life savings. All 43 cents. <laughs> that it was not, that that, that 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 guy did not act alone and it wasn't yeah. what they're telling us. I, I like guarantee. I saw one article that made me laugh. They're like, we don't think this dude was smart enough to have another guy going in on this. <laughs> what? Right. what? Yeah, we met. We found his remains, and based on his burnt remains, yeah, he wasn't smart enough. Right. Yeah, and who's to say <laughs> he fuck? was the what? It the, takes the, smarts the, to do that. Yeah, right. who's to say he was the brains of the operation? Who's to say there's not another dude out there running it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The it whole all, thing just stinks to high heaven. Yeah, there's way too many coincidences. Well, and the other thing that was, you know, the AT and T got the contract to do the Dominion voting stuff and all that, and. I know, Box, you asked about that on I Facebook. I have yet to see any proof Nobody of has shown. The, the, see, and no, that's what I saw the initial headline was that. Yeah. And there was a voting place. But yeah, they were going to do the investigation of the of the Dominion voting machines or whatever. They had won the contract of it. And it's like, well, yeah, where's the, where's the proof of that? Who's, you know, show us that AT&T was going to do the Dominion voting, you know. Right. On, on I it. mean, what judges have actually allowed an audit of these machines other than the ones in Michigan and that audit was already done. Right. There no, I think George did. I think there's some I think there's some what? I'm moving this and I look over <laughs> it. <laughs> but also uh there was a uh, a New York publisher, uh, a print house was uh suspected of uh printing ballots. That just miraculously burned down. See, that's what I was going to say. I saw I saw week. that you know, I, I pleaded ignorance on a lot of that initial Nashville thing we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I saw a little bit, and then I saw something else. There was two things that were, you know, in my feed or whatever the hell it was. But now, you know, it's like we all know that the, you know, I yeah, there's there's some deeper shit there's, going on. There's, there's people there's people sitting here. There's definitely a dark state. Come on. There's yeah. somebody sitting around in a circle right now that are, <laughs> that, are, that know everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And that are sitting there calling Americans dumb motherfuckers because they're buying all the this Illuminati. Shit. We got to get them on. Got to be a. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's <laughs> call them up. Hey, Illuminati, we know you're listening to this. Maybe they just want to talk. Maybe they're rednecks in Tennessee that are running everything. I don't know. Is it yeah. the but Illuminati? Somebody, or is it the lizard people? Somebody yeah. knows. Are they the same thing? I think I saw something that this that they thought this dude actually believed in lizard people too. Really? That was another option oh, that Christ. I saw. Here we go. He believes in in aliens or There's, something, and then they've well, already come in. Did you see the? Did I don't remember. Did we talk about it or not? That uh, Israeli guy, yeah. that Israeli scientist who yeah. who said there was like a base on Mars and yep. with aliens, and the United States and the major governments of the world know about these aliens, and they're yep. just waiting until the people are ready. The to actually, understand. actually, interesting point. Interesting point. Hey, it uh, wouldn't surprise me at this point. The Senate. Just, this guy also just yeah, released a book. That he's trying to sell, so uh, quite we're, possible we're, we're, we're trying to about, sell some books. Right. We're, we're, we're going to talk about <laughs> right. aliens in the next few podcasts, actually. But the Senate, what was it, Box? Just released it was it was oh, included. UFOs. It was included in this bill that the, that I don't know what exact agency or whatever, but they have 180 days to come up with a report to submit to the to the Intelligence Committee on, of Congress or, and some other uh, agency as well on, on unidentified UFOs. flying objects. Yeah, yeah, because was, there was that one. It was, a couple years ago that the Navy actually came out and confirmed that it was a real video where you can... It's a jet. Yeah. Well, Sorry. It's 6 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock in Pearson. <laughs> Don't mind this. Like, <laughs> Shit, hit the deck, Mike! UFO! 
We touched a touchy subject. They're on to us. It's yeah. probably going to be that one that goes on for 10 minutes, too. Oh, no. Right. But, yeah, they're, they were... Well, and yes, they confirmed that one video that we don't know what it is. Yeah. And basically, it was it, they're releasing this Uf, the information on the UFOs and stuff because they feel it's a, a pertinent information to national security because they're unidentified crafts. That they're not necessarily saying they're aliens, but they could be other nations, mm-hmm. oh, like the Russians coming up with. You know, our rich sons stealth, of bitches stealth vehicles that are shit, yeah. yeah stealth vehicles so, that can infiltrate you know past our radar and things. like Should that. we try and step this back and not get on the alien subject if we want to talk on this in a later subject? Yes, or yes. Are we going to be here all fucking night talking about the national bombing and aliens and yeah, everything right. else? <laughs> We've been going for four hours. We're going to run out of tape pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> right? I forgot where we were at then. How did we get to? Oh, that, that guy believed in aliens. That's what it was. Yeah, lizard yeah. people. Okay, we're yep. gonna, we're going to step back to the Nashville bombings now. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think, it's all too all too crazy. I think if you buy what the news tells you, I think you're fucking. Well, th- yeah, yeah. And I think that's about any. I can't watch that, the nightly news. I used I, to try, yeah, just to watch a couple minutes, and now I just get so dang pissed. Well, off. and and it's so the sad biased. part is the sad part is it's even getting to local news. Oh yeah, you know, like even the Sioux City stations around here are starting to really get. Oh yeah, unwatchable. You know, because well, it's a it's all Associated Press, man. Right, it's right. all f-ing they're all shit. connected. Yeah, they all get the same scripts to read about national yeah. stories. And Which shit, so I shouldn't say anything, but f- the Associated Press, those cocksuckers are suing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we oh, I can't. We, I can't go into that. Have too you much. already covered that? Because uh, no, know. no, no, I okay. haven't talked about that. I can't. I can't talk in too I much greater there, detail until it's done. But gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I need another reason to hate them. Johnson, did you have a? Do we want to talk? About, is, are we good on that subject? Should we move on? We to could the, talk about it all fucking night. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. We we could. How's ev- We should gauge how everyone's feeling. Does everyone is everyone want to sit here and talk for a long time <laughs> or not? <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. I'm getting there. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's. I was thinking range day. But I didn't bring anything. <laughs> well, we got a range in the basement. It's true, we do. Ooh. <laughs> I, I shit you not. Uh, I mean, it's a pile of doors. <laughs> but, but it, it works. It works. <laughs> works for back it works. works. <laughs> I shot a lot of bullets down there. Johnson, did you have a, a, a what a douche? I do. All right, let's let's uh, let's roll into that. <laughs> what a douche. All right. There was a... There was a gentleman in Texas who that was, was like, uh, that was like magic, right? <laughs> I'm still, still okay. Go ahead, <laughs> ignore uh, me. There was a gentleman in Texas stopped by a game warden. Um, him and his him and his buddy were out fishing, and they didn't have licenses. They didn't have valid fishing licenses, and uh, so when and he knew it, and his buddy knew it. So when when the game warden stopped him. He gave him a different guy's name. He gave a different name, a a name of one of his friends, because he knew that he had warrants. Well, the game warden was going to know that he had warrants if he gave him his real name, right? So he was like, oh, I don't want to get arrested on these warrants. I better, you know, tell him my buddy's name. What he didn't understand was that his buddy also had (laughs) felony warrants. (laughs) So So then he gets arrested on his friend's warrants. 
gets taken in. And then when he finally gets to jail, he was like, okay, I, I was yeah. telling you the wrong name, you know, and gives him so his real. So then he real, gets charged with that too. So yeah, so he got charged with all of his original warrants that he actually had lying. and lying to a police yeah. officer and giving false information. So good Lord. I'm going to go ahead and guess those guys aren't real good friends anymore. I'm betting not. <laughs> He's, the guy that got arrested is probably pissed off at the guy's name that he right. used. Oh, it's I'm like sure. you got me arrested, you son of a bitch! I didn't yeah. know you had warrants. Right? Yeah. So they were. He was booked into jail under the false name, and then once he was booked in, he gave them their real name and was like, "Uh, those aren't my warrants." And then they're like, "Well, these are your real warrants," you know. So does it say what his warrants were? It doesn't. I wish it did, but it it does. I'll bet they're real stupid. So, I'm sure, you know, failure to pay for a parking ticket yeah, or something yeah, like stupid that. shit like that. And his other and his friend was like a meth dealer. <laughs> right. Far worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's horse shit is lying to a, a police officer is a is a is a crime. But them lying to us, that's just well, that's and, just cool. and that that that's depends okay. that depends state to state because I've seen some I read some of the comments on this article and they were saying that that's not an actual charge in the state of Texas. Lying to a police officer isn't an actual charge in the state of Texas. That's just really? something they use to kind of get him to fess up, I think. Yeah, but lying, I know, I know lying charges. to a federal uh, officer oh, yeah. or whatever is a, is a crime, but politicians can lie to us you know, well, on hey. a daily basis. Yeah. It, that's cool. That's I like cool. lying to my boss. Idiot. <laughs> uh, I hope Johnson's boss doesn't listen to this. But. No, I actually I'm pretty good with with my boss. He's he's a pretty good dude. So I don't ever tend to lie to him. I'm just saying, you know, I don't. If, who lies? Who lies to like? And especially like politicians when they're you know. Oh, I think. Well, that's just like the Joe Biden and the uh, I don't work for you thing. You know, that's kind of. It's like, yeah. well, you know what government is, uh, right, Joe? Do you, do you know how any of this works? Right. Joe? You're missing the point. Yeah. That's. Are you that deep into the dimension? I know you got dimension, but that yes, deep? yes, he is. <laughs> Term. That's something that that's something that needs to be that needs to be addressed. Like they yeah. should not be able to. They 100 percent should not be able to stand there. And tell us one thing about, say, their record or what they intend to do that is a straight f***ing lie mm -hmm. and turn around and do another thing. They need to be held accountable for this, yeah. number one. Right. Number two, term limits. Term limit, yeah. I mean, I, I loved all the all the memes on Facebook of, you know, you see that lady in the library with this book that's four feet high, and it was like, just checking to see if term limits got snuck into this bill. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that bill, don't get There's me not started. a person oh. in the entire, you know how long it would take one normal person to read a 4,000 page book? Oh. It'd be it'd be weeks. Yeah. Right. You'd have to have a whole team of people going through, you know. Like, and so how are we voting on this within hours? Like, right. I don't, well, I don't. Has it, have they ever put forward who initiated the bill i mean i don't know who would i mean oh don't get me it started. was a democrat wet dream from the house oh, was essentially yeah. what it was yeah um but and and i got a video that i'm of kind of roughly in the works not just about that but i'm just so tired of this shit like i've always up up until this point i've always thought that the united states was a redeem we, we could be redeemed yeah that that we could vote our way out of this that we could protest our way out of this but We've been under under lock and key uh, lockdown for Corona. A lot of states have for nine months now. Right. Yeah. And the first bill was twelve hundred bucks to Americans. And how much went overseas? The second bill after nine months, nine months of lockdown, 
And what did they give Americans? Six hundred fucking dollars after they bankrupted. After they bankrupted how many fucking businesses? Hundreds of thousands of businesses. Yeah. And they send they send six hundred dollars to Americans and seven hundred million dollars right. to it's foreigners. Seven hundred billion. Seven hundred billion dollars to foreigners. It's ludicrous. And 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 corporations. Yep. Like I'm to the point now. I don't think that we can be redeemed without physical violence. I don't. I don't yeah. think that it's going to happen. Getting, and if we're it, not there right now, we're getting closer and closer yeah, every yeah, day. Yep. It's yep. just I, I'm 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 I, I, I'm 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 baffled by it. Like mm-hmm. I'm and I'm I'm pissed. I'm I'm upset. That six hundred dollars that they give me, I'm fucking giving away to somebody that actually needs it because it's fucking bullshit. Right. I'm I don't want it. Shit. Right. I'm literally I'm literally going to Hy-Vee buying a bunch of gift cards. I'll probably get a thousand dollars worth of gift cards and 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 give them to somebody that fucking needs them. Like yep. I'm trying at least like. Try to redeem, make something. Like I'm, I'm, redeem. I'm pissed. I'm like, and I, I think that I think the majority of Americans are about this, mm-hmm. and a lot of Americans are pissed because they're only getting six hundred dollars and they wanted more. But no, I don't give a shit. I don't want my money. I don't want fucking money. I want you to give it to somebody that you bankrupted. Right. Well, I and where I it? would, I do want my money. Well, you I probably, mean, you is, probably need it. Do you want a hundred dollar well, gift no, card? No, I'm saying it is our money. It's fucking tax money. It's yeah, it money. is. It's our fucking it money. It 100% is, but I don't need it. I don't want you to give me this shit for fucking beans Nothing, money. Yeah. I want you to give it to somebody that needs it instead of fucking giving it to corporations and illegal aliens and, and special countries. interests and yeah. other countries. Gender, Asia got, gender studies in Pakistan. Yeah, $10 million for that shit. And I saw one of my Facebook friends justifying that shit the other day. Saying, what? Well, we kind of, well, that's kind of important. Fuck you, cunt. That ain't important. We're no. fucking hundreds of thousands of businesses are dying if in America, you, and you think gender studies and Pakistan is important? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? I saw, yeah, I saw a, a, a meme earlier. I think it might have been while we were on break. It said, "If we're spending all this all this money on gender research, we should put it towards this." And it's just a picture of Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. <laughs> I saw that one too. That Perfect. Perfect. I think we should start here. <laughs> Study this gender. <laughs> Right. Yeah, if that bill was given the same amount to us as people and the rest to America businesses and things like that, I'm fine with it. But sending the money outside of where we got, you know, yeah, and the, the, I'm tired the of being everybody's the whole band aid. The one point three trillion dollars, I think, is what it was total. Right? It was one point three trillion? Yeah, I think so. And. You know, seventy-five percent of it is going to yeah, not the United States. Not that makes okay. Absolutely no sense. No, not okay. No. And why tax- are we not? What and, What can we do? We got to do something, right? It's like, how do we? You know, as American, as taxpayers, how do you? You know, what do you do to say that's not okay to send our money? Right. Because that's my money. That's your and, money. That's everyone else's. Every taxpayer's and, money, and it's going out of the country. And well, you I, know what? I at this point, I, I think. That it's so messed up, but I don't think it's either them or uh, it left or right on that. This shit got through, and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And everyone needs to be held accountable for. It. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Yeah, that shit's it's it messed up. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the other thing is like uh, you know we gotta it something. passed through the house and 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 the Republicans were like, see, look at this shit. Look at what the Democrats did because it's Democrat well, controlled house. Right. And then it went to the Senate. Guess what? It's a Republican controlled Senate. What did they do? Right. Nothing. Nothing. They passed it too. They're they're just as guilty as the yep. other cops. That's what I got. They all need to be held. And then yep. Trump said. And then Trump said, "Guess what? Well, I'm not going to sign this shit. Guess what he did? Signed it. He signed that shit. 
and you know he was in a tough spot that sucks but he i i don't know what he should have done i don't know because I don't know that there was he a should right have held his ground. I, you're I, going to fucking demonize him no matter you're, what. You're out of here. You, right. I mean, at least at least make a fighting stand. Yeah, make or, a you stand know, make a it. shit pile stand or something. Yeah. I just like like yeah, I said, it, up it's in, sickening. It's all around n- not good. I, yeah. I like I said up until this point, I thought that we could. Be I hear redeemed. you, brother. I thought that 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 this could be fixed, but I, it's it's not. Like we could have taken that one point three trillion dollars and and done good for it. Yeah, injected done, it back into the economy and done and really something good done instead something. of one point three billion dollars of the fucking Smithsonian Institute. It's not even open right now. Yeah, <laughs> those cocksuckers. That's horseshit. You know how much money that could have done good to the rest of the country, yeah. the small businesses. It's absurd. Yeah. It's fucking absurd. And I think it, I don't know what to do about it, but I think uh, I think a lot of Americans are right here, right at this point, right. just as pissed off as me. Right. And guess what happens when you keep f-ing pushing us? Not yeah. good things. Right. I don't know what happens because you've never pushed us this far. Right. But I don't. I, it's it ain't gonna be good. It's it ain't gonna, gonna be good when people like Sambo snaps. Sure. No, get, get start a Sambo guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> He goes by Sambo. He's terrifying. Uh, kind of like Rambo, <laughs> except Sambo. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. Frustrated. I totally hear you. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, we're almost at that point of no return. Yep. You know. Uh, yeah. Yep. If we're not there now, we're going to be soon. I think we were there twelve years ago, probably. But yeah, that's just me. That's just me. That's so. where the slippery slope started. Yep. Well, yeah. One could well, the case could be made that the slippery slope started uh, right after nine eleven. Yeah, I think the Patriot Act and and all that shit. But who knows? Yeah. So guys, I, I had no well, idea how long we are. I think we're uh, you're not very long at all. I heard seven inches. <laughs> <laughs> seven oh, inches on a good shit. day. But, In your uh, dreams. Uh, yeah. No, in my dreams, I'm more like 11 or 12. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I shoot big in my dreams. <laughs> I, saw, I saw another meme the other day. It says, my penis isn't 12 inches, but it smells like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> smells like a foot. Yeah. Uh, boys and girls. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> yeah. like I say, every single podcast, it's been a fun one as usual. Mike, thank you I'm so much so for coming in. I'm so glad you asked me to do this. It's it was, been uh, something I've been looking forward to on one level or another, and it it lived up to everything I thought it would be. Good, good. <laughs> good. This was uh, this was one of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. So, oh yeah, good. Uh, Box, thanks for being here. Johnson, thanks for being here. Absolutely, it's been a fun one. Um, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Make sure you check us out on our, our Facebook every other Wednesday at eight thirty uh, hey, Central Time. I just want to plea. Can we? We need to switch that because I'm on a two week rotating schedule. And it's always where I can enjoy gears and beers. We need to get off. On yeah, the week. just we, just switch. We need to flip a week, and then the, then the, when you finally do, they'll change my stuff at work, and I'll be like, <laughs> "Could we?" I think originally we were, but we yeah. missed some time, and we had to reschedule. Oh. So yeah, that's what made was, us. Yeah, either I switched or you something switched. Could we do that somehow? Could we get switched? I'd pay. I'd pay you. Probably. <laughs> I'd contribute. I mean, yeah, we'll have to. We'd have to think about it. I don't know how. <coughs> nothing off the top of my head. It's, I mean, me, it's not like it. No, it wouldn't. I don't think it would take a whole lot. No, I mean, we could just go on for the f- of it one night without it being a 
Yeah. A regular just do two episode. Weeks, just do two weeks in a, row. two in a row. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll think about it. See what we can come up All with. All right. But thanks would, for being on. It's been yes. a, it's been a damn good time. We should probably get the rest of the viewers' opinion on that. Sure. Whether you think we should go. Yeah. No. Alternating weeks. No. No. With yeah. Beers and beers. Because I'm. A, it works out okay. But I. Not that yours isn't important, Mike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone else counts more than me. That's fine. <laughs> what do you mean, box alternating weeks? We already do alternating weeks. Just he's well, saying but switch. We, but we release. Yeah, because we release. Yeah. Oh. See, we release every Monday is the problem. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like uh, this is going to be released so a you, week and a half from you now. You do this in tandem with the with the yeah, yeah the live so, show, so that we have the live show. So we'll have like the live show will be this Wednesday. Okay. Well, if it's a huge deal, no big deal. And but then it, the next, the following Monday, the podcast will be released. Gotcha. And then the following Wednesday, you know, you're live. Yeah. So, but every, as, as to our actual podcast on our podcast feed, it's released every Monday. Okay. Like, so this Monday, two days from now will be the the last gears and beers that we did a week Mm -hmm. from then will be this podcast, Ah. this actual podcast here. Gotcha. And it's every, it's every Monday, which is, so that's why we do it that way. But, um, well, we'll see what we can do. Kick it around. We'll kick it around, sniff it a little bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but make sure you check us out every other Wednesday night on uh, Facebook, uh, 8.30 on the Life Short Live Free podcast. And uh, make sure you check out BallisticImagery.com with the uh, coupon code LSLF2021. 2021. I am going to check that out. I'm I suppose gonna... I could actually make it 21. That might be easier. Let's make, yeah. Well, I already oh, said it at the geez. beginning. I can't switch it. Nope. It's <laughs> got to stay LSLF2021, folks. Well, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I don't know. Not everybody listens to the whole thing. Also, make sure you check out shyworks.com if uh, you want something Iowa's there. Iowa's preferred coder. That's right. Absolutely. I got all sorts of goodies on there, too. Um, Backplates, patches, magazines. Um, I'll soon have um, mag bases and everything there. Uh, coupon code FIRST10 gets you 10% off your first order there. Yep. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's been a fantastic one. Let's go drink some beers and, and uh, fire up the heater and get warm again. And, guys, thanks for hanging out. We uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you. Make sure you tell uh, you tell your friends about us, your freedom-loving, your freedom-loving friends, your communist friends. Convert them, everybody. And um, we go appreciate it. Go out and become a mortician. That's mm-hmm. right. Go do some mortician stuff. <laughs> and don't be an asshole. But make sure you're licensed to be a mortician. Yes. You don't like to do that. Don't anymore. on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Back alley more. <laughs> Love, <you. laughs> Love you. We appreciate you guys. Until we talk to you next time, remember, life's short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America. Repeal the NFA. And yeah. uh, defund the ATF. Yes.